Success is control. Control is success. Success is control. Control is success. That's right, Glowing Globies. A little free tip for you around these parts because back... Words we live by. Back in the 90s when the fucking underground fight circuit was flourishing, when karate was still on every street corner... Thanks, Obama. Our world you got looks, rid of it. Did you know that? Our world was so much better. Thank you. I'm glad somebody pointed out the liberal media. Yeah. <laughs> we're already doing this. We were supposed to go one whole completely different direction with this episode, but yeah. we already knew that it might not work out. Right. So that's unfortunate, yeah. and uh, we missed the dearly departed guest. He's right, yeah. off in a parade or something. <laughs> yeah. Straight out of Compton. Straight out of Compton, because it would have been so much fun. Yeah, to get- we did. We just learned just before doing this episode, our guest actually did a movie, TV show, something, something. cinematic with the villain from this movie. We were literally looking but, up the IMDb page, know, and the scissor reel just starts playing. Joe Corey, you left to let us down again. <laughs> the scissor reel but. starts playing, and Murray goes, wait a minute, that's him. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? That's him. <laughs> so our guest has apparently acted alongside... Patrick Kilpatrick. Patrick Kilpatrick, one of the greatest fucking names <laughs> I've ever heard. I mean, I don't know if you're a Is fan he suicidal? Patrick Kilpatrick? Oh yeah, that's a good point. I don't, I don't know. That's an ugly thing to talk about. This is the perfect time to talk about. This is the holidays. It's the it's when, when suicide rates go up. It is true, guys. So. Look out for the signs. There's suicide hotlines. I don't know the numbers. I should have. Maybe I'll edit it in. One eight hundred. Don't kill yourself. Please don't do that. Even though the punk in this movie clearly written out on his sweater, kill yourself. Don't do it. Or well, I don't know. <laughs> Murray, do not endorse killing yourself well, on our YouTube podcast. YouTube kick us off for saying I'm not endorsing it. I'm letting people make their choices. I'm about freedom. Okay, our libertarian friend Murray over uh, here. I uh, never mind. We could go on that topic all day, but we already yeah. know we're going to do four thousand hours on this movie because yeah, because we did almost three on Logan's Run, and this is even more. Yeah, the I can world building in this movie is is out of the, out of sight. Even if you do not care about a Karate Kid plotline, which they would, even reference in this yes, movie, where do you stand on Karate Kid? Uh, that that structure for a movie. Well, it's not you, even. It's, I mean, Karate Kid. Kind of, it's a, it's a classic martial arts movie story. Okay, the guy who has to learn for the wants to learn for the master. The master doesn't want to teach him. Then the guy gets the shit kicked out of him by the bad guy. Right, and the teacher relents. Yeah, that's like every fucking Shaw Brothers movie ever made. True. That's true. You're right. Drunken Master. That was the plot of that. Yeah. But this is this is clearly taking its inspiration from uh from Karate Kid. Question stands. Do you feel like that's a good plot line for a movie though? Well, I guess so. It's been done five million times. Yeah. And you know, I enjoyed this movie, so There we I go. Guess so. it, it it serves its Not purpose. Not everything's gotta be original. Yeah. There's good ways. Instead of just remaking the movie for the movie we remember, talking to you, Will, oh wait, Jaden Smith, uh, uh, what's his name, Jackie Chan, yeah. Kickboxer remake, you can Karate Kid remake. Excuse Kickboxer me, Kickboxer remake had Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, I, I got I got my mind on good actors and good, you know, action movies, not shit movies. And this movie definitely belongs in the good camp. Right, I uh. See, if we had our guest, he would have all the info I need. So I did no research. I had a busy work week. You're lucky I watched the movie. Yeah. But uh, 
I don't think this is one of those. I think they're called seasonal productions that we've done previously on the recommendation of our guest who's not here. Um, like Blood Moon. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't think they were made by the same group. Okay. But it had that feel in that our hero is a total dweeb. Yes. He's a neo-maxism dweeby, as River Hawk would say. <laughs> and uh, which we which was in Blood Moon. And we did another, I think, movie from that company. I just cannot remember. Right yeah, now. I know College Kickboxer was it? There has to be some connection to College Kickboxer because the villain of this movie was the hero in College Kickboxer. Yeah. And in the movie theater, there was a College Kickboxer movie poster in the background. There were so many, but I think you're right. I think, uh, what was the other one you said? College Kickboxer? College Kickboxer. Uh, what was the other one you said? I thought College Kickboxer. Blood Moon. Blood Moon. I'm pretty sure in Blood Moon, we also saw carefully placed movie posters that we were we recognized. I saw, uh, did you notice, is, is it the fight dojo, Black Eagle? I yeah, we just talked about that. Uh, no, we didn't. Yeah, I mentioned it to you, and then I also mentioned that they had White China next to it, which I think is a Cynthia Rothrock movie. I saw a woman on it, so I assume. Okay. Cynthia All Rothrock. Women look like Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, I just assume if you have a woman on the cover in the early '90s, it's got to be Cynthia. Okay. That's my, but, that's my uh, guess. It has the same vibe. It's very. I don't think it has the bet the as good of action as Blood Moon had. Agreed. Um, but it has that childlike quality to it. Like the definitely, I didn't look at the credit. I I I think I noticed a, a kind of an Asian, an Asian, an Arab sounding name. And we know from Amir Shirvan, Iranians know how to make good bad movies. Yes. So I think I think this was some kind of uh, Middle Eastern production. Like I'm gonna show Americans what the. I'm going to put a mirror up to their face and right. show them who they are. And those are always the best because they don't know what they're – they have no idea. Yeah. And that makes it good – That makes that's what a good, bad movie is, people. It gives us characters – like, this movie looks real. Like, when you go through the high school, outside of the main cast, which is 30-year-olds. Yeah, a bunch of 30-year-olds. We're inside of a high school, which has the most sprawling – like, ripped-out industrial complex ever. And that's all Billy Blank's office. That's his whole he playground. He lives in the bowels of the school in squalor. Right. In self-exile, in punishment. Right. For the wrong that he's done that we will get to when we get into the movie. Exactly. Billy Blake's, I This is our second movie. He did uh, shockingly, the- we've only done two now. Yes. Billy Blank's movies. Um, there's a handful more. There's ones people have requested. There's some. and There's so, a Terminator one. We exactly. We were um, trying. You know, this is obviously more of a sci-fi month. We went a different direction because yeah. because of our guests. But, yeah. hey, whatever. We're still doing it. And this yeah. is still a fucking awesome movie, which you can watch on YouTube. And you absolutely free. should watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I think it was. I don't I don't remember what's it was the one with Piper. I don't Roddy Piper. I yeah, don't yeah. What it was called? I can't Back remember. Back in it. action, something. Back, it was very you know what? generic. Back in action, something. We did right. that like four years ago. Check it out. It might be. Is it on our YouTube? It might be. It should be. I think. I don't. But know. Uh, yeah, we've never really explored the oeuvre of, of Mr. Billy Blanks. How do you feel about Billy Blanks? You know. Both movies we've done, the little bits I've seen of the other movies, because a lot of his movies have been on our radar, and we have. Looked... I watched one recently about uh, VR training. Yeah. For, for, oh for my for god. Assassins. Yes, please. And he's in that. 
He acts just the way we love our actors. I think that was an Abra recommendation. Yeah, that sounds I right. Wanna, I don't want to give her uh, her due. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I love that he t- he comes in. He takes things very seriously. He plays the mentor role well. He plays the silly guy. He does it all just how I want an actor to do. But you know, like you said, he doesn't have the greatest action scenes like like Blood Moon. No, you know. Um. Did you were you well? I don't know you were a kid when these, he was making his movie. I was never even aware this guy had a movie career. Yeah, I no. first he was first on my radar for that Tybo. Tybo, I don't even know that. That those well. cassettes were in my household because <laughs> yeah. you know my house mom, you know, just trying to like keep it. Denise Austin was in our house. Oh, yeah. Tybo, there's probably some other ones. We had a total gym two thousand. Was there a thigh master in your house? No thigh master, just the total. R.I.P. Suzanne Summers. Uh, Robo Flex. By I think the way, we um, we lost an asshole the other night. Oh uh, no! And, and a fake tough guy oh, in no. Mr. Ryan O'Neill. Oh, who the fuck is that? I'll tell you the fuck this guy was. He was the guy, and this ties in with our last episode. He was friends with one Mr. Lee Majors, a genuine tough guy, six million dollar man, who was married to Farrah Fawcett in the seventies. Oh. And Lee had to go out of town. It was like a fucking Marcellus Wallace situation. He's like, take my wife out, show her a good time while I'm out. Ryan pulled the fucking slit in, stole Fair Fawcett away from Lee Majors. That's right. And he's I've never forgiven him since. And he was for all I all <laughs> I've heard is he's a huge piece of shit. So good riddance to fucking good Ryan O'Neill riddance. and his fake tough guyness. You suck. Fuck you. We hate fake. Tough guys. If you ain't tough, that's he, fine. I would put Don't him pretend. on the Mount Rushmore of fake tough guys. Of course, Ginty would be the George yep. Washington. Did you find any fake tough guys in this movie? <sighs> yeah, our hero. Ken? I, I, was he like 5'2"? What the fuck was going on with him? Dude, uh, he reminded me of my buddy in high school where he felt like you know he really had the fight or flight, and he went fight all the way. And that's when me and him stopped being friends was he got a little too serious on it and he went into his own ken train in the dojo phase and i was just like all right man i'm He's good learned, was glenn danzig was that who you're yeah was? glenn danzig oh. yeah he had the hair though back Jeet Kune Do. Do. Jeet Kune Do. Uh-huh. it's fucking ridiculous uh but no i no no ken is definitely the fake tough guy of the movie yeah i don't know i mean I think I just alluded to it earlier. The hero, the villain is our hero from College Kickboxer, right. Tom. I don't remember the actor's name. I don't really care enough to remember. But you loved him. I loved his hair. You his loved hair him. should have gotten its own credit. It's his amazing. hair was acting yes. better than he was. Yes. Do you see? He, he looked like... This is this to make this the tease you make you want to watch this movie. His hair was like Bill Murray's in Kingpin. Yes. It was all over the place. You can look Every, up, you could tell his mood by his hair. You can see this picture right now. I'm sorry, you have to have an account on Twitter these days, <laughs> yeah. but you can see because we went and took the picture with Murray here. We never do this, just because I was like, I want you to get the shot you want. Yeah, he's got the scowl. He's got the hair. So all we over. got probably twelve thousand. We went through like every frame. Yeah, we scene. did. We and literally took, did go frame, frame by frame. And he took a screenshot of all of them. And I'm going to take the rest of the night going Scan. over them. Analysis. Enhance. 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 He wants to read the eyes. Because yeah. Well, you can't because the hair's in the fucking face. You, you can get little bits of it. He's got like it, a but poofy devil's lock almost. It's it's something. I'm telling you, it's, 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 let's watch it for this guy's hair. You They say the eyes are the mirror. Was into it the that soul. big in college kickboxer? <laughs> what is happening? I don't remember. No, I think he always had it parted to the side or something. Mm. 
But they say the eyes are the mirror to the soul, but he's got all the fragments of hair covering it. So he's got shattered mirrors. He's a shattered man. He's just a teenager going through puberty. Right. But he unfortunately went to the Cobra Kai dojo to learn. Exactly. And that's what this movie's all about. What was it? I know they had a dragon symbol. Was their dojo did it have a name? Was something dragon? Dude, I did not. I, they were wearing like the Omnitrix gear or Otoma, something. Otomax. O- Odumax. Odumax or something. Otom- yeah, they had yeah. their own brand, which is very up to the age. Like that would be all over Instagram and the TikToks, them doing like roundhouses, apples and shit off heads. But they had something. I never caught the name. You know, another thing this this movie had, and this is what I appreciate. But, Spirit. Uh, well, Okay, that and um, I appreciate about these movies is I lost my train of thought because Griff had to throw spirit out. <laughs> I didn't think that would derail you. But, <laughs> oh man, uh, We're in because for a long of their time. low budget, there's an accurate portrayal of what people actually wore at uh, that time because people were wearing the clothes yes. that they actually owned. Extras were just brought. Hey, wear whatever. Here's ten bucks. Nineteen ninety three. Yes. This everybody is swimming in their clothes. It's fucking David Byrne times ten. Champions gear. I everybody, our hero constantly wearing champion gear. Billy Blanks wearing champion gear. Uh the sportswear was this I started Chicago taking Chicago White Sox. Hot as shit. I don't know if people cared about the team, but they cared about the gear. Right. The big hurt was on the team. We did look yeah. this up. I, I was like, I'm pretty sure Frank Hurt uh Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. I can't believe I had to tell you a fucking baseball player. Frank Hurt. <laughs> that would have been a cool nickname. I don't Amber know if that Hurdle. was. Yeah. Uh, but then you had the Bulls, of course. You got the Bulls gear. Dodgers gear. Sharks gear. San Jose. Yeah, well, this takes place in California, so that makes sense. Murray. They were a brand new team at that time. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't realize they were that young. Yeah, it was just like early 90s, I think, okay. when it came out. There's a big one that we've been referencing lately. Did you notice that in there? No. The L.A. Cobras. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of L.A. Cobra gear. and I wish I had I, – I, I did have it back in the day. I wish I kept it, man. Yeah. What were some other 90s gear? Did, did you notice any other 93 It was just teams? everything was giant. Everyone was wearing two sizes, two large clothing. I did spot one kid who was wearing a Bulls hat – and then he was wearing like a giant shirt, so he was doing two teams at once. It's called the blood sport. The blood sport, of course. Oh. I mean, it didn't have the f- well. The same most accurate name. is you have the same name, different cities. Exactly. But it's giants, giants. That yeah, team but, name. Well, yeah, but sometimes you can, if you just mix two sports teams, no matter it could cross over, not even like different sports. Yeah, of course. It, call, it counts as a blood sport. It, that's the blood sport. It's yeah. like if I ever had a, if I have sports hats, I don't have sports shirts, but I could blood sport any day of the week if I just got a sports shirt. Yeah. Sports team short. So I loved it, and if you were a child of the 90s, which most of our uh, listeners are... And I don't think so. I think they were all, like, adults like me. Yeah, yeah, but would you say that this movie... I graduated a year before this movie was made. This movie did hurt you in some way, right? Seeing all the 90 fits? Or lack of fit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a better point. So it was, I was amused by this, because It was even, a very... Non, it was a non-sexy time to be in your sexual prime, Griff, because everyone's wearing baggy fucking clothes. Yeah, 
And that distracted well, you? you no, you can't see anything. That's the fucking problem. You would want that distraction? Everyone's just like gigantic fucking clothes. Because in my day, it was like... I don't like, care what the guys are wearing, but who wants to watch a girl with mom jeans? Britney Spears was hot, and uh, you know what? I was going through high school, so it was low-waisted jeans. So what do they call that? The whale tail? Yeah. We didn't have that shit. It was the most... Constant. It was just everyone... Well, it was grunge. So everyone was smelly and grimy, and white people with dreadlocks, and... It was a horrible time to be alive. <laughs> Dexter Holland, frontman for The Offspring, is in this movie at one point. I don't remember that. Yeah, he was one of the punks. I'll have to point that out. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it was a horrible time to be alive. It's probably why everyone wanted to kill themselves. There By is the way, no don't Nirvana. kill yourself. Yeah, don't kill According yourself. According to Graf, I don't care. No no Nirvana shirts in this movie. No, that was the out. shocking thing. But it was supposed to be an inner city school, even though there was five black people in five, it. Five, five, five. Yeah. So maybe this is the world that I know it's on the other coast, but Logan's Run was based here. I guess I grew up in the same kind of world that Ken did in sweet Salinas, Kansas, because we didn't have cliques like movies always have. Yeah, like, yeah. Did you have in your school like the cheerleader clique and the jock clique and the stoner clique? It was never like the movies made it out to be where it's like, oh, my God, are you are you talking to them? It was never like that, but there definitely was like they gravitated this way and everything. No, I didn't. I, but there, there was that. no hard lines, not at all. No, it's just fucking. I mean, that, so and people say it was so divisive back then. Yeah. Well, there is full on Nazi representation well, in this good, movie. Right, representation. Everyone's getting represented. Everybody, and <laughs> they say they say new movies are woke. This movie's well, outside of casting minority characters outside of Gina. This movie is. <laughs> they have white uh, Nazi representation, but then they had one possibly Latina character. I guess, yeah. Because that would be Gina. Yeah. But out, yeah, outside that, it, there was it was just white people. <laughs> yeah, and well, and Billy Blanks, come on. I'm a little disappointed that uh, Ken's ascent to being a kung fu master didn't go through the punks or the Nazis, because that's the perfect fodder. That's how accepting we were back then. We were like, "Hey, you believe in genocide? All right, that's your opinion. <laughs> that's your opinion. Which is apparently what's happening on college campuses now, as we speak. Yeah, uh, that's a good point. Or we should avoid that and <laughs> telling people to kill themselves. We should avoid those two topics. We're getting our third strike on YouTube. <laughs> just as we're gaining ground. Just as we're now. The other thing we we need we need to talk about before we get into this because this will really you know our our fans are constantly. On the edge of their seats when we talk about fight rings, underground fight clubs, and the audience that attends. And this movie has some of the most interesting diversity in that audience. Right. This is what brings people together. That's why I want to start my own underground fight ring. Because especially now of all times, we've never been more divided as a exactly. country. And you know why? Because Obama got rid of fucking underground fight Set rings. Set it at the top. And I'm bringing it back. When Making uh, it back. Please, God, if Trump wins, we'll bring it back. He'll probably be, he'll be like, coming to our fucking show. You know, if, is he, doesn't he look like a guy that would be in one of these movies? Yeah. No, 100%. He's, and he's got the oversized suits. He's got the He fits, he fits right in into this world. He, he wears hats like some of the people do where it just floats on his. He's probably a huge Avedon fan. 
Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. He would fit right into the audience here. He loves UFC and everything, so we yeah. loved watching teenage boys. Maybe Baron Trump will will compete. I doubt that. But uh, yeah, we got guys in suits. We got working class people. We got All working. Not- we got high office women working yes. here. This isn't this isn't a sausage party. We're not. We're used to seeing like a we got line- fringe fox. We yeah. got. Oh, we had. Murray was like, is that Griff? There is somebody in the audience that you can spot that represents you as a human being in every phase of your life. This movie is a mirror. Yeah, except everybody's clothes were too big. Two sizes (laughs) too big. That's why I wear more form-fitting clothes now because the 90s scare me. Yeah. All that, all that. You're looking totally 90s. He's got a a flannel shirt on with a stocking cap on and a beard. (laughs) You're 90s as it gets. It's a beautiful day here, man. I'm excited. Yeah, it's 60 degrees in the middle of December in Michigan. Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah, there's no global warming. Yeah, it's not happening. That might that might be our third strike right there, too. I don't think you could say global warming on YouTube. I don't know what you can. I know you can deny the Holocaust because they're doing that all the time. Or that, maybe that's Facebook. But uh, Facebook is, is the really, really troubling yeah, one. You just, yeah. yeah, you just can't put a picture of a dummy blowing up. Yeah, but you want to say the Holocaust didn't you happen. Can't, you, can't, speech. you can't go on to Facebook and say Steve James is one of the greatest actors alive. You can't do that. No. Because he opposed apartheid. Apartheid. Apartheid? How do you say apartheid. that? Apartheid. Apartheid. Uh, do we have anything else to say No, about we rambled this movie? for so long. Yeah, this was, sorry, this was a ramble. Yeah. We're discombobulated. We're expecting a totally different episode. Yeah, we were going one whole direction. Don't blame me. Blame Griff. Okay. All right. Here we go. Get ready to rumble, people, because there's going to be a showdown. Tonight, there's going to be a showdown. Is that a song? It's a play on uh, Thin Lizzy. Tonight, there's going to be a jailbreak. That was a stretch. Okay. All right, see you on the other side of this trailer. From the director of Best of the Best and Best of the Best 2, Showdown. There's a place in this town where kids learn the wrong things. A place where they keep a vicious secret. A place controlled by people who profit from pain. It's a town where the kids provide the thrill of blood money. When you're a new kid in this town, you better make your first shot your best shot because you may not get another. Hi there, Kenneth. Around here, you learn the rules fast. The blonde, Julie, just forget about it. She's trouble. What? Her boyfriend is Godzilla. Who's this guy think he is? Hey, to her. You're messing with my woman. And leave the boy alone. If you fail again, you will be lucky if I decide to let you live. You ain't replacing nobody, Kenny boy. Got that? You gotta learn to protect yourself. And I'm gonna teach you. I got this problem. I don't know what to do about it. What you did to Ken was terrible. He broke the rules, so he pays the price. Punk. When the rules are wrong, it's time to change them. You should be proud you know how to fight. They play these kids pay their way through college like this. 
They're hurting kids to make money, and that's not right. This is the man you took pictures of before. Yeah. Kill him. In the school. Now, there's no turning back. Now, the stakes can go no higher. You ever touch her again? Now, this town's vicious secret is exposed. When the rule is might makes right, there's only one thing to do. Get ready for a showdown. They are learning at an ever younger age that violence is not only tolerated, but often expected and sometimes required. That is the saying that I, I'm guessing Confucius said that. Yeah, definitely. Something from the Art of War. Art I don't know. War. By the way, Showdown, a.k.a. American Karate Tiger. I think that should have been the name they I went with. I love that it name. Stands out. Showdown is bland as fuck. I, you know, I saw somebody. My uncle had this jacket. It was an awful. It had a black chest. White sleeves, oh, American flag. Oh my God! He, you know, did he hang out with Lee? Yeah, because we're gonna talk about Lee's outfit right in the beginning. Oh my God, that's right. We gotta talk. Oh, there's so many f- guys. This is the greatest eye candy movie ever. It's fascinating, and there's so many different pictures to take from here. But Murray, on that quote alone, to think, and I can't wait to get to school because we used to handle firearm situations so much differently in school. It used to be just maybe don't. And now it's just like, yeah, please bring them more in schools. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, you want more violence in schools. We just had a kid get sentenced to life in prison without parole the other day. But if we had more people, that movie run, hide, fight taught us. If we just had more guns in the schools, you wouldn't have these situations happening. Right. Isn't that what we learned? I guess. I don't know where to go with these lessons. All I know is we start out. We got our hero, Billy, and his partner. I'm surprised he didn't say he was two weeks away from retirement. He looked like he was two ways, two weeks away from dying. Right, even though seven years later, has an age a day. Officer Spinelli and Billy uh, Grant, I think. Is this, I think Billy Blanks always plays a character named Billy. I was worried for a minute here because Ken's actor's name was also Ken. And I was like, are we going to have a thing where everybody just has their normal First name because they could not act otherwise. They kept forgetting. I believe this is the good old days when we had a martial arts movie. You hired a fucking martial artist. Yeah. And I think everybody in this movie has a background in martial arts. There's actually there's a character familiar to us, which will probably be familiar to you guys next month when we do his movie. But yeah, it's Billy Blanks and a bunch of martial artists. Yeah. And And by the way, and if we had our guest. He would have told you all their backstories. Yeah. I did no research. I wasn't expecting to have to do research. You thought we rambled. Like, if we had our guest on, his rambling about the... Oh, my God. It would have been amazing <laughs> for those interested. And for those not, this would not have been the episode, but we would have loved it. So, they're... Uh, Enjoying some chocolate donuts. Of course, they're cops. Of course, they're eating chocolate donuts. We're doing old police bits here. And uh, he may not be two weeks Didn't away from Billy, it. like, turn one down because he's, he's, you know, he's watching his figure and Spinelli forced one on him? He tried to force one on him. This one's got jelly. That's a fruit. It's okay. It's basically zero calories. I thought there was some kind of racial thing because he had a chocolate donut, and that's what offended Billy. I could not figure well, out. Well, because I'm black, I want a chocolate donut. Yeah, maybe. It's fun banter, guys. They they like each other, clearly. Maybe I want a punch key. And, oh, there we go. Punch key? 
That's not how that's pronounced. Poonchki. Poonchki. Whatever. I'll punch you in the face. Thank you, Murray. That's a good play on words. So he's just like, hey, we get a call at a wild party. Yeah. Make sure you have your part of the teenage party. Get your gun. He opens up the glove box. Billy's gun is in there, safely away, is ensconced in the glove box. That's where I keep my gun. Right. And he's just like, take this gun. I don't want to fuck. I don't, you know, I don't fuck with that shit. We're doing the classic, uh, you know, martial arts uh, protagonist where they do not fuck with. Gun. I don't fuck with that shit. You know this. One day you're going to need it. And you need it. <laughs> We've got a high school party. They might be drinking alcohol. This, this is the motto of America. One day you might need it, so you have to be equipped. We're going back to the Wild West, everybody. We're going back. America, we're going back. So, as Spinelli was right, we're at a teenage party where there is a keg or something. Well, yeah. And for some reason, there's two middle-aged guys showed up, crashed the party, and they're beating <laughs> people up. It. Okay, it's ridiculous. Because, yeah, clearly they did get a few kids in there. They had to be extras from the high school. Right. But then there's also 30-year-olds in here because it's just like those weird mismatch. People with acting parts are 30-year-olds. It's also like a mansion. It's a very large house. Yeah, of course. That's where the best parties are. Yeah. Multi-level stairs, conversation pit, fireplace, island kitchen. Made out of marble. Made out of marble. Okay, so this is where we meet our villain, Lee. Played by the great Patrick Kilpatrick. Yes. Okay, let me... We're going to talk about clothes this whole episode. Because, All right. He's wearing a black leather jacket. What? Cool. That's cool. That's what a bad guy would wear. But the sleeves are white with roses painted on them. Like wrapping around his arm. What the fuck? What an insult to that cow that had to die for that jacket. You know that was a pussy. Ma- Excuse me for that word, everybody. <laughs> pussy magnet. Ladies saw that across the room because it's popping. Is that Axel Rose? Yeah, exactly. He had rock star hair in this scene, didn't he? No, he had no hair. He, he had no hair? His his brother. His brother. Who I don't remember his brother's name. But. Yeah, okay. But so, like, they're literally. See, see right there. They had to take away from the fact that his brother had the rock star hair. He had to do something to one up his brother. Well, he was balding. He couldn't have rock star. Hair. Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. So I'm um, King Lee had to be at least forty five in this scene. He did. His brother was probably at least forty. Yeah. And they're just beating up kids. Like they're pissed off they weren't invited to this fucking high school party. Uh, who knows? Yeah. So also, okay, Patrick Kilpatrick. He's got he's got my haircut basically. It's really short hair. Mustache soul patch. Yes, that's right. Yeah. He's yeah. looking good. I remember a lot of the second half of the movie. Not this opening scene. Yeah. Like the opening scene. And yeah. they're giving kids noogies and shit and doing the typical boy wedgies, right. wet willies. And one of them is like. Purple nurples. They're doing it all. One kid has the audacity to say, aren't you adults a little weird to be at this party? And, you know, of course, Lee's going to freak out, like, what'd you say, you fucking nerd? Gets him in a headlock, and then we go back outside. Our police Speaking are... Speaking of Guns N' Roses, did you notice the city is Paradise City? That's the city that they're oh, living in. Oh, that's the city? In. Paradise City. Interesting. And we'll get on the levels of where we are well, at I noticed the grass was very green, and those girls were also pretty. Some of them were. Worst song on 
Appetite for Destruction. I hate Paradise City. But you like the rest of the album. Sweet Child of Mine can fuck off, but the rest of the album, <laughs> rest of the album's pretty solid, Wait, just like Hard Rock. Where does Sweet Child of Mine? I'd really? rather listen to Sweet Child of Mine than I hate Paradise City. Okay, fucking hate. There this. we go. And everybody. that's the one song they always play. Always horrible song. Not in this movie though. Don't worry, everybody. Yeah. Couldn't so, afford it. We're outside. Police have arrived. Spinelli's like, oh, fuck, man. I'll get the kids outside. You deal with the kids inside. And he's like, okay. So we follow Billy, of course, and he notices uh, somebody apparently knows by name, Michael. Hey, Michael, what's how's it hanging? He's trying to talk like the kids do, you know? Yeah. He's I, all, I always said that, 93. How's he, it hanging? He's only in his yeah. mid-20s at this point. Billy is. Mid-20s, late-20s. So he's thinking he can get in with these kids, be a little cool. How's it hanging? Or no, that's what Michael says to him. Michael says to Billy, how's it hanging? And very awkwardly, Billy asks him, what do you mean? Was that a dick joke? Yeah, well, that's what how it's hanging. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think it's hanging? Oh, do you think maybe? Maybe, ah, maybe he took it because he's a black man. as a lynching joke. Oh, that might have been it, too. There's a misunderstanding, man. We are in the... Uh, high finance suburbs of yeah. Paradise City. So he, the kid was just talking about you know, his dick. He was, you know, he's like most white guys, he's obsessed with big black dicks. Right. And Billy took it wrong. Right. And thought it was, he was like making a lynching joke. Right. But he... This is how, this is how violence starts. Just misunderstandings, people. Right, misunderstandings. But Billy, at this time, swallows it and just moves on. Right. Got a he, job to do. Yeah. So he heads inside and that's where he breaks in on... The scene we just set up. Lee's got the kid in the headlock, and he's fucking giving him noogies. His brother's down on his feet, or down on his knees, purple nurpling him and shit. Abusing those nipples. It's a rough fucking scene, everybody. Hey, stop that. What do you mean? What are you, you going to do about it, cop? And then there's a struggle. Pig. Pig. Lots. They were throwing the P-I-G around. That was... It's the notorious P.I.G. It's funny because people, the pig was thrown out a lot. Of, nobody says it anymore at all. That's yeah. such a 60s way about But it, it, 60s, it lasted in the 90s. Yes, yeah. we called cops pigs even yeah. in the 90s. I think recently I heard a cop, a retired cop, go on like Fox News and go, they're calling us pigs out here on the well, streets, I'm glad man. glad it's coming back. So there's a struggle because I guess he's like, Lee is, is not respecting his authority. So he goes to break it up, and then Rockstar Hair Brother goes, "Hey, leave my brother alone!" And then does he go for Billy's gun? I don't remember how the gun comes. Because Billy wouldn't pull out his gun, would he? So Billy goes straight for Lee because he's got the kid in a headlock, and he he's he doesn't listen to commands. So he's like, "Okay, I gotta break this up. That's my job. I'm trying to keep the peace. I'm not trying to do anything else." We can see that in Billy's intent here, but what happens is Lee's brother, Rockstar Hair, Rockstar. <laughs> Uh, he comes up from behind and grabs the gun. Okay. And that... That wouldn't have happened if Billy had, had not listened to Spinell. Exactly. Or if he actually buttoned his holster. Well, you know, he didn't do that. So he's able he's to not, easily... He's do it. Exactly. So his gun easily gets snatched out, and this kid doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't even have a finger on the trigger. He's just holding it like... <laughs> he's going to juggle it. Maybe he's going to run away with it. They're just he's trying spin to... Spin it on his finger. Yeah, he doesn't even have his finger that close where he could spin it. But 
you know, of course, he's, he's panicked. He's surrounded by, you know, all these fucking crazy kids and everything that are drunk, possibly high, possibly on crack cocaine. What's the hot drug of this time? Well, according to the crackdown, Death Wish 4, it is crack. It is crack. Okay. Yeah. So who knows? And so he turns around, and of course, Billy's going to respond with his most lethal weapons, hands and feet. Well, there's just a struggle. He doesn't. He doesn't, he doesn't do any martial arts on it. I thought they were just struggling with the gun. Oh, I thought they kind of kind of engaged, but yeah, maybe. I watched it two days ago. I can't remember. But there's a struggle. Uh, Rockstar Harry gets knocked down, and he hits his head on a step. Because there's like they're, they're in a conversation pit as they're fighting. Yeah. So he hits his head on the step going out of it, and it kills him. No! You killed my bro, pig! You killed him! That's Lee doing that. And he's like, I swear revenge upon you. Swear upon the blood moon. I'll see your blood rain down on top of my jacket. And Billy's distraught. He can't. He didn't want to do this. He's the last person that wants to kill somebody. Right. How, why did he become a cop? Right. And, Sp- and Spinelli so, has to come in and break up because Lee's about to charge at well, Billy. Everyone's surrounding him. We got kids holding beers. Fat girl holding a Pringles fucking... This is a Jim Cornette fat girl, by the way. She is a little bit heavier. She's not a fat girl, but for some She was reason, fat for 1993. For, yeah, for some Everyone's reason, fat now. So. Everybody has got a beer in hand, and she's got a Pringles can with the fucking Mr. Pringle facing the camera just in case, you know, maybe she was paid by Pringle. <laughs> Because this advertisement it was, was just funny. Give this fat was girl a Pringle, Joe. Perfect, subtle advertisement. I loved it. And uh, yeah, they're staring, watching. They just saw someone be murdered. And Billy's crazy. Billy's just like, "Don't die on me!" He's cradling him. Right. And then they zoom in. No. Now we swipe over, and we're in the Tango and Cash locker room. Showers everywhere. Just a hallway of fog. And then we turn to the camera. Weird layout because it's like, it's not even like the the showers in like another room. It's like it's an open yeah. floor plan. It's a conversation shower pit. <laughs> Spinelli's showering, I guess, the blood of bed or Rockstar Hairman's hair. I kind of love that they gave us Spinelli. We're so used to like the near nude shots being ripped, fucking four Chris's of the apocalypse shit. No. Especially when you have Billy Blanks. Exactly. You could have had them in the shower to really pull in the tango and cash or the fucking Billy lethal Blank weapon. Billy Blanks doesn't do nude scenes. He gets his shirt off, though. And neither does Spinelli. And because Spinelli Nash. is... They didn't cut it right. So you can clearly see Spinelli's wearing swim trunks. But you get to see that torso, man. <laughs> that saggy, gray chest hair exactly. torso. Exactly. And you know what? I just... Hey... I love all kinds of, you know, just real bodies in there. Get I don't. This, Give me some get, beautiful bodies. Get this fucking real body out there. No, get I can, it I can out see there. A, you know what? I can look out the mirrors. I look out the mirror. Look out the window and see a beautiful uh, regular body. <laughs> I don't want to see regular bodies. Oh, man. I want to see fat people. I can look outside. I want to see you struggle with your joke there. So <sighs> he's... Billy's ready to turn it in. He's handing his pantaloons He's over. He doesn't hand in the, the gun and badge because he doesn't use them. He gives them his uniform. I'm, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Did you notice? That's a great play on what we always say, gun and badge. Yeah. No, pants and belt. 
You're going to have to deal with this, Billy. Where are you going to go? You were born to be a cop. I can't do it. I can't do it. He just walks into a dark room. Maybe the fucking uh, the, the, the Malachi Blacks group turned the lights off on him or something. I don't know. Who knows? He's, well, he's a lot of... He's, he's, everyone think about having Billy Blanks play Batman because he does a lot of disappearing into shadows in this movie. Hey, I mean, would you be would you be one of those people on the fan like on your high horse if they ever casted a black Batman? Oh, it's gonna happen, so you might as well just deal with it. Yeah. So cut the credits. American Karate Tiger. Fuck that's that should be the new show. Fuck American Ninja Warrior. American Karate, karate tiger. tiger. A guy has to fight fight a tiger with karate. I like this. I would. I'd, I'd watch. That. Hey, wrestlers used to go up to bears. Why they got a real life Squid Game. Why not have fucking American Karate? Yeah, yeah that went really well. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Why well, people kept suing them? Seven years later. Slippery. Seven years later. We're now meeting our uh, junior hero, the the Robin to Billy Blank's Batman. If That's you will. good. Hey, he is our black. Batman. I'm not saying that because the hero is five two, but. He is wearing yellow underwear. And he's 30. <laughs> and he's being driven. This is this is all I need to know that this is a poor family beat the shit station wagon. That's all you need. You don't need to explain it. Yes. I go, those people are in need. They're poor. I look down upon them. Yeah. Murray, you and me both. And we both do not come from well-being backgrounds. No, but we're working class heroes. We see this, and we say, that's trash right there. Right. Your trash jacket, your trash haircut, and your... Oh, we'll get to it in a second. Ken had a plethora of baggy button-down shirts. That's all he wore throughout this movie. Paisal. Ow. Paisley. That hurt. Not Paisal, Paisley. <laughs> he had... She, uh, flannel. He had the two-tone uh, Purple shirt. and blue. Yes, but it was That was all, very almost, almost, if you will, Garth Brooks. Ah, yes! I was going to say it. I yeah. just found out Kayla's sister's uh, fiancé. Wait, does that does that still work when it's a woman and a woman? Fiancé? Sure. That's not a gender... You just add another E on the end. Fiancé. No, it's just, it's the fiance. Hey, but yeah, I found out she's a Garth Brooks fan. So uh, fan? I thought you were gonna say she was fan. a roadie or something. Yeah, Garth Brooks. So we 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 broke down on some. Uh, you have Garth Brooks. Yeah, you have, you, you got a friend in low places now. Murray, see Murray's the Garth Brooks fanatic. <laughs> no, he, he I'm a Chris it. Games fanatic. <laughs> Fuck, I don't know who Garth Brooks is. I was like, I want more Chris Gaines, and like. You, know, you guys weren't ready for it. I hope this is the content people like to hear about Murray, his punk lifestyle, but also... I don't have a punk lifestyle. A soft, he's got a soft spot for Chris, Chris Gaines. Gaines. Well, I love Guy with a Soul Patch. <laughs> you won't, you do have a soul patch these days. Yep. That's what people need to know, is Murray has grown out a soul patch. <laughs> oh, I want to look like uh, Lee. That's right. You got the hair. I just need the mustache. I look, I look like... I need the scar, too. Did he have the scar in the beginning? No, he did not. Did, so, how did he Billy, get it? Billy, I was like, I, I was like, did I misremember something? Did Billy like get the kick him in the face and give him the scar? This movie had to be three and a half hours long before the cutting, you know, the cutting, the direct, you know, the studio cut started happening, because there is so much that is not explained, including Lee's soon-to-be scar. Yeah, it's across it's across his eye. 
But anyways, we're back at high school. Mom's dropping off. Son, we're having... They're new in town. They're straight from Kansas. Mom is... Much like our economy now, it's in the shits. Yeah. They're moving around looking for jobs. Apparently, there's no diner jobs in Kansas. No minimum wage jobs available in Kansas. Kansas, where the cost of living is a lot lower than being in California. (laughs) Yeah, let's move to California. Let's just go ahead and shoot ourselves west. So mom obviously had some, uh, what's the word, ulterior motives. Ulterior motives? Yeah. Well, the porn industry is in California. Maybe mom, MILFs MILFs weren't big back in the She did work all night long. So who maybe, knows? Well, maybe we assume she worked at a diner. Maybe it was a porno scenario where she worked at a diner in the porn. Her outfits were weird. And Murray, what did I point out to you about the set dressing of their kitchen? You were really upset about it. Uh, well, should we spoil it? I mean, we're getting uh, yeah, through it. Yeah, I know. I'm just so excited. That's, that's called a tease, people. Because you see everybody. In the business, we call that a tease. As we always do, and that's why you listen to us, we point out that this, this movie, like a Transformer, is more than meets the eye. Anyways, we're back to high school. This is a feast for the eyes. This we've, got, we've got the classic alien landing on an alien planet. Stranger in a Strange Land. Thank you. Stranger that's the that's the right way to say that. We learned that this is the middle of his senior year. They're so desperate they had to move. They couldn't let him finish school. They had to get to Beverly Hills, that is, swimming pools, movie stars. Mm. And so he's getting Sing dropped it, off for the first day of school for him. We're in the middle of the school year. Right. And he's got they got a brown bag and they can't even afford a fucking school lunch. Right. Mom's leaning out the window. Because they have pride grip. They don't want to go on the welfare thing where you get the free lunch. They're like, no, you're gonna eat a peanut butter and jelly that I made because <laughs> I have pride. Oh, that's right. But But we know there's one thing this when I see somebody with this, I go nerd. Yeah. We already have the audience reactions, by the way, to Ken getting out of the car. And everyone's like, oh, fuck. Is that a new kid? Getting back to Guns N' Roses is a perfect opportunity for Welcome to the Jungle to play. There you go. You know where you are. You in the jungle, baby. You're going to die. So Ken is just walking, and he's already feeling the pressure of a thousand eyes beating down on him. It's horrible. Judging him, looking at his jacket. Is that jacket cool? He's noticing everybody's wearing white socks, bowls, Dodgers, There was no cool Kansas City team. In fact, I think all the Kansas City teams are in Missouri. Right. So he's, I don't know what the fuck he's representing. Yeah, exactly. So he's. Wizard of Oz. He was wearing some ruby red sneakers. Fish out of water, everything. And he's like, oh boy, here we go again. Because he's moved a lot. That's a GTA reference. That's. we didn't like because they they say that he's a big Chiefs fan. He ain't even from fucking. They play in Missouri, don't they? They don't play in Kansas. Don't they play in the Kansas City, Missouri? Yeah. So it's like it's much like the fucking Jean Claude Giants on oh Giants. Oh my god, you're right. They got it wrong. <laughs> Guys, this we, is why you need foreigners to direct your fucking movies because <laughs> you get real good bad movies. <laughs> we learn later that he's a Kansas City Chiefs fan. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I didn't even place Ken that well because I just didn't care. He could have had some. I guess I think Barry Sanders from Kansas. He could have rocked some. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. That would would have been big back in those days. Uh, So so, he's like, he's already, you said, he's got all eyes are on him. Right. He's the new kid. He's fresh fish. He's He's got the brown bag. He's just like. It's like prison almost. It is. It's basically penitentiary. 
And he's just like, man, this is bad. But at least, and I'll let Murray give this away because I didn't struggle with this. I was excited when I had one of these. He's like, thank God my mom didn't give me a thermos. And we all know, only nerds yeah. drink out of a thermos. Apparently, I don't know. This hey, Tommy, you forgot your thermos. And it was just as people were like, maybe this kid's cool. Because they noticed he didn't have a thermos. Yeah. And then they looked. Oh, there's a there's a huge collective groan. Like, yeah, oh. it was it was basically uh, the um, space odyssey scene where the bone gets thrown into the air and you hear the dun 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 thermos sun glaring off of it in every direction, blinding Ken who catches it. Faith, mom. Am I going to get a kissy-wissy from my little boy? My little kinny-weenie? Nope. He just was, I don't know this woman. Just walks off. All right, so now we got to have him walking through all the clicks like every real-life school had. The very, you know. Yeah. This is, this is actually, did your high school look like this? Where outside school, before it started, there was kids everywhere? No, not at all. Really? Never. Never. There was a couple kids across the street that would smoke. Smoke. But no, we never had kids hanging out the outside of the school. We didn't. It wasn't conducive to hanging out. My school. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was no like areas to fucking oh, okay. hang out. Because it's like my my high school and the elementary school I went to were across the street and it was in the middle of a neighborhood. And so when I was going to elementary school, I I was walked there. There was always teenagers all over the place smoking. Everybody in high school was all over the neighborhood smoking. So that's my image of high school is what we saw here. No, we didn't have that. So. We get all the classics. We get the skate punks. They got the fucking, like you said, kill yourself, sure, which you yeah. shouldn't do, apparently. Right. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Kid, um, one of the skate punks is, like, sh- flashing a gun at Ken. Yeah, he's got the American flag T-shirt on. He's got a chain with a locket on there, and he's just polishing a gun. What the fuck? Show you how fucking serious these motherfuckers are. That's the most punk thing I've ever seen. We meet a character who's just like a comic relief character that pops up every once in a while to relieve. There's a lot of tension in this movie. Oh, my God. Vice Principal Kowalski. I don't remember this guy's name, but he was yeah. in. He's, he's been in a lot of shit. We looked it up before. Tango and Cash. He played a hench. Yeah. He was in Blade Runner. He was the, yes, Blade he Runner. Was the first uh, in the very beginning when they give the test and he kills that guy. Okay. So he's just like, he's like, he sees some fresh fish. He's like, I got to break it down for this kid. He's really like, hey there, put out that cigarette. Put that yeah. gun away. You'll put he's, your dick away. Like, he, he's just like. Yeah, he's constantly snatching cigarettes, pornography, spray can, uh, spray paint from people. He's like, what is this? I jerked off to this yesterday. Throws it in the trash. Right. So he grabs Kennedy, takes him around the shoulder. And he's just like, oh, yeah, you're the new kid. Let me tell you, no cigarettes, no booze. Are you into sex? Are you a big freak? Do you like toes? This is a safe like sex zone. That's how we know we're in Beverly Hills. It's yeah. a safe sex zone. Yeah. Because uh, Officer, uh, whatever his character's name was, I don't even remember. Amazing. <laughs> I know what, what you're referencing right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Officer so it's Oh, oh, you mean from uh, yeah, Taking of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't remember his name. Yeah. That character yeah. sucked. <laughs> Ed something. Ed. Yeah. Yes, that's all I remember. Yeah, he's yeah, and then he's like, all right, and then he's like, and then he's like, hey, you put your dick away, and then walks off, and then he goes inside the the, the school building. Right, we get the nice T intersection, we get the overhead, big crowd, 
and we see Ken walk right to the middle of that T intersection and a circle forms because one kid is getting ready to play a little prank ski on the new kid. This was very ahead of its time. It wasn't until like about when did when when did uh, Columbine happen? Six years? Oh wow! What the fuck because are you leading up to? He throws a firecracker and apparently, uh, uh, fucking Ken run hid and fought because he was gunfire. He dives on everybody. Get out! <laughs> So he apparently, apparently in Kansas, it was ahead of its time because there's a lot of fucking school shootings. Apparently, you know, Murray, I didn't know where you were going with that one, but you're right. And you look like you had PTSD. Yes, you are dead on right about that. Why was he so freaked out about that? Why was he so ready to get everybody prepared? That's very uh, interesting. Yeah. Dylan Klebold apparently had. A I feel like our guest would have had a lot to Columbine yeah. after going to Kansas. I, I feel like our guest would have known everything about the background of this scene, but yeah. he's not here. And then he gets up and he spots the girl of his dreams, Mrs. Uh, Dreamweaver. No, Mrs. Uh, what the fuck is his name? Dodgeball guy. Oh my ben god, Stiller. Ben Stiller. Ben Stiller's wife. That is her. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, this looks like that lady that's yeah. married to Ben Stiller. She's, well, it's you. I don't think they're divorced now, but yeah. Uh, probably most famous playing Marsha Brady in the Brady Bunch movie. She did. Yeah, Christine something or other. Uh, her character's name is Julie, though, and she is the fucking uh, girlfriend of this the, the school bully Tom. Yep, that's what we're about to played learn. by. I don't know what his character's name was from College Kickboxer. the main, ki- the hero from College Kickboxer. Yeah. What did you did you prefer him as a villain or as a hero? And uh, Murray, you know I don't remember him as a hero. I remember really enjoying College Kickboxer. Everybody, this is more advancement. Go listen to our episode on College Kickboxer. Very fun movie. Very, very educational. Good. It's got college in the name. And a very good episode. Now we're going back a grade. So obviously, this is the prequel to that movie. Do you think they're the same character? Do you yes. think because he did learn a lesson? He, I like. I, we're not going to get into it because it's a spoiler. But yeah. I did like the ending. How he, the yeah. end, it was very realistic. Hundred percent, love yeah. that. Also, I love that as per usual for our show, we did the sequel before we did the prequel. Yeah, because well, clearly this is the prequel we, to well, that yeah. movie. Because this was American High School Karate and Tiger. No, no one gives a shit about Ken. His arc is the worst. I want to say. Ken was, I think Ken was in college kickboxing. Ken was. Oh my in, god, we gotta go check. He is. I no, he is in a movie that we're gonna do if we haven't done it. Okay. I think it's Super Fights, but um, and I definitely want to get our guest who is not with us on for yeah. that one because he actually introduced us to these movies. That might be a saved until he shows up yeah. type of okay. thing. Okay, so um, we're meeting our, as you mentioned, we get the little bit of look between Ken on the ground looking up and sees Julie and they kind of lock eyes and she giggles and he's like, fuck, I got to get to her before Ben Stiller does. And then we cut over to our villain, Tom. Tom and his posse of his friend, Rob, and, and Gina, his, his side piece, Gina. Everyone, you know, everyone's fucking Gina. Oh my God, yeah. Gina's they, looking great. They though. just passed her around. And uh yeah, there's coming in, and then there's a nerd, classic nerd, a hall monitor. Did you have hall monitors? I don't we didn't have hall monitors. Ah. I mean, we had like adults that were hall monitors. Yeah, we had no. kids that were hall monitors. Yeah, we had adults, but I don't think we really had kids doing those. He's like, um, class is gonna start. Get to your class. I described him, especially in the notes, as a nerd Zach Morris because he did have all the attractive features, but they made him a nerd. 
Yeah. He was not wearing any starter gear. He had no sports no, memorabilia. He had like a sweater, a sweater vest. Yeah, with a tie, a glasses. Yeah. Perfect nerd outfit. Yeah, but he was like an attractive young man, and so it doesn't fit. But nerd. he had glasses, which means he's a loser. And he and followed the rules, right? And Tom don't follow the rules. He makes the rules. So he gives. He's like, shut up, nerd. This gives him like a wedgie. Right, and we follow him over to class, and it just so happens that Julie is in this class. Right, we at this point, we don't know. This is Tom's main squeeze. Of course Julie. not. And so we're like, oh, my God, what's a nice girl like her doing with that, that fucking jerk? Right, and he's kissing on her, and she's like, oh, it's so good to see you, but why didn't you answer my calls? We were supposed to go to the movie last night. I was at the dojo, babe. Sorry. Uh, this Sensei Lee, I just don't know about him. You don't know anything about him! Shut your whore mouth! Well, She's like... We gotta on. get to class. Uh, let, let, let's get out of here. So we go to class, and it's, I guess it's English class. I don't know. There's potato. This is a, this is a very clever joke. You're not gonna get I'm it. I'm not gonna here. get it. Okay. Let me set the stage for 19... If you're 93, you're cracking up at this joke. <laughs> it's See, potato... Written on the blackboard, but with an E on the end, misspelled. This is a joke that uh, our our dumb vice president at the time, Dan Coyle, uh, who was George uh, Senior, George W or George W, is George H W Bush or something. He had I mean, Herbert uh, Walker Bush. Dan Quayle from Indiana. You know he's a moron. Yeah. And so he was doing like a thing where you're hanging out with the school kids and they were like, all right, spell potato. And the kids spelled it correctly. Yeah. And he's like, no, you need to put an E on the end of that. Oh, and yeah. So many of the, the Colbert's of that era got so much traction out of that joke. The, it was beaten it, into the ground. The memesters don't even know. Yeah. I've never seen that one. Yeah. Never in my life. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Dan Quayle was just known for being an idiot. So, yeah. Well, the Bushes are known for being... Kind of fucking basically borrow. So that was the joke, people. That's a good joke. I like that. And, of course, we got more discussion about what is going... Teachers saying this, by the way. What is going on in this school? I heard a new student got stabbed in algebra yesterday. And I want to know what happened. Very class of 1984, this movie. Yeah, very class. Do you also notice very... Very spacious bathrooms, just like remember that gigantic bathroom in class of nineteen eighty four. Yes, I I really like you pointed that out. Yeah. It almost looks like it's a set, but clearly this is a bathroom, <laughs> and it's the nineteen eighty four bathroom. So of course, Ken, it's his first day. He's learning the layout of the land. He's late. Right. Tom's cracking jokes, by the way, and even Mike, who we're about to learn is the cool guy, goes, maybe the kid deserved it. The kid got stabbed. That's what we're talking about here. That's how cold-blooded. In school. You want to talk about whatever vibes we got going on? They got kids getting stabbed. You got people keep bringing guns to school. That's why we need more guns in school. So he's got... And the, the, the teacher's having none of it. She's like, I don't care what the fuck's going on, Mr. Kansas. Yeah. City Kansas. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't even care that that kid got stabbed. You're late. Tardiness. <laughs> Is godlessness. There's a seat right there, young man. Go sit in it. And we follow Ken, and he's got to go. He's going. He, the, he's doing the walk of shame. He's, thank you. He's doing the walk of shame. If you remember the Simpsons Stone Cutter episode, there's people with paddles bashing him. Gina reaches up and 
She's got to go through waves of denim to find it, but she grabs his cakes. I didn't see that. You didn't? No. You missed It's because you wanted Gina to grab your cakes. Yeah, so you just been nice. You just phased that part Yeah, out. I definitely would have rather fucked Gina than Julie. Oh. Julie's, I mean, cute, but. Yeah, Julie's attractive, you know, but no, Gina is the, she is the fixer. Gina the Latina. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, because I, I, all he noticed was Rob, his friend Rob, with his gigantic fucking jeans on, blocking the way. Yep. But he, he he's like, what's the password? Potato. Potato. With an E. And he lets him through. <laughs> he's like, damn it. Go through. So Ken takes his seat, and he's, this is where we meet his buddy for the movie, Mike. Because Ken sits down and immediately locks eyes on Julie and starts drooling. And Mike goes, I see you've noticed Julie. That's forbidden fruit, my brother. Yes. His role is to, to like. He's the '80s goof. He's the exposition guy. I was like, I have to show you the ropes yeah. to survive in the school. Right. This okay. Would, if it was a prison movie, he'd be a black guy. This guy, he's another Neo Maxi uh, Zoom Dweeby. Uh, he played so much so, and he played Anthony Michael Hall's character from Weird Science in the Weird Science show okay. from the 90s, I believe. Right. I never watched it. I remember never, when, yeah. he was on the USA Network. And you know I don't watch anything. Yeah, you're yourself, not that except patri- for Silk Stockings. That's yeah. a great show. You're not that patriotic. You would never watch the USA Network. Also, fun fact: he was married to uh, Jenny McCarthy. No way! This dweeb. Well, you know why? Because his dad uh, did uh, produced a lot of TV shows in the '60s, like Bewitched. So, you think so it she was, she uh, wanted to cash in on it, yeah. and then. He is the father of the child that is, according to Jenny McCarthy, autistic because of vaccinations. Right. The woman we have to blame for all of this shit. Why are we listening to an idiot Playboy playmate about vaccinations? By the way, she got vaccinated as a child because everybody did back then. I'm, I'm just saying, don't put this on YouTube, bro. No, this episode, it is the episode that can't go on YouTube, but it is. But, uh, yeah, so we get all our information from science from Jenny McCarthy. Thank you, Jenny. And we have this guy halfway to blame because he 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 inseminated her mother's seed, as we learned from last week on right. Logan's Run. That should be the real, like, ch- uh, bride of, or a child of Chucky movie, you know. So he's your classic dork nerd comic relief character. Yeah, he was an 80s character to me. Well, yeah, he's, he's over the top. His clothes mismatch. He's all over the place. He's, he's playing fucking, uh, yeah, Anthony Michael Hall's character from Breakfast Club. Okay. That, yeah, that's what I That's what uh, I was Like I said, Neo Maxi's Zoom Dweeby. And, of course, he's got to tell him, whoa, 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 Julie's off limits. He's the nerd that thinks he's cool. That's his character. So he's like, he's got the fucking, speaking of fucking Dylan Klebold, he's got the fucking trench on. He's got the fucking baggy clothes on. He's got the tactical gear on. <laughs> and he's got the fucking John Lennon circle oh. shades with eyeball holograms on them. That's right. Because that's his way of sleeping in class. He's like, see, I, I got it covered. Puts these on. They think I'm awake. And Ken being the bless him, his little Kansas heart goes, that's really cool, man. Class is dismissed. Mike's, I mean, Ken's got to go to his locker. Uh, she do, he does, Mike gives that final warning. Don't fuck with Julie. She's fucking Godzilla. 
Which, by the way, have you heard about Godzilla Minus One? No, the what new the movie? F- Everyone's fuck? losing their shit over. I think I'm going to check it out on Monday. It's already out. Yeah, it's a, it's a Japanese Godzilla. Is it going to be like Shin Godzilla? It's yeah. Shin Godzilla wasn't amazing, well, but it was good. Yes, they're raving, and people are. I've heard people cry. And I'm like, get a grip, people. Yeah, the Godzilla well, get, fucking get. movie. Hey, I, we're living in a desert oasis of, like, good movies right now. So well, I haven't been to the movie theater in a couple years. So I think I'm going to check it out. It's in theaters? It's in theaters. Holy shit. I would go see this right now if it was in theaters. Well, it is. And so back to this movie. So Ken, apparently they don't have lockers in Kansas City. It's in, it's just like everyone trusts everybody. You don't need lockers. You need to lock your stuff up. This is a, a foreigner's perspective of the Midwest where it's just like everything is super safe. Everything's super spread out. Spread out is correct. Not super safe. but So he's having trouble opening it. So uh, Mike goes, oh, you need some help? Let me do a little Fonzie for you. Hits it, and then he goes, ooh, my arm, you know, because he's not cool. He's not Fonzie. They wedge it open eventually, and there's and a that little, a fucking ugh. green jock strap. Like, like, what the? There's a fucking. Hey, he was from Weird Science, and this looks like an experience, <laughs> a science experiment there's gone wrong. There's like a fucking tube sock cum rag in there. There's a peeling off Kansas City Chiefs sticker. Which is interesting because apparently Ken is a Chiefs fan despite not being from that Kansas from Missouri yeah and so like yeah there's like a green like I mean I'm not is that colored green there's like something growing on this jock strap there's flies I think there's a pile of shit in the fucking bottom we're not even done how did they even know this was his locker like we're expecting we're, we're assuming Tom had something to do with this you think Tom had something to do with this? Isn't this a prank, or is this just how lockers are in fucking California? No, that's Anyone just... listening in California, did you have a green uh, jockstrap hanging in your locker? Based on our SoundCloud numbers, I don't think we have that many fans we over don't, there. That's, it's weird how nobody from L.A. or New York City, the two biggest cities in America, listened to us. They probably got all our insider It's all podcasts. that coastal snobbery. We are the heartland. That's where our fans live. We are in the, in the heartland. Yeah, we got some of those East Coasters. Because they but got not, heart. not in the busy busy section. No. Yeah. Well, we do We're know, big in Canada, too. And we have all of Wimbley area, of, of course. Of course. We're loved in fucking I mean, we we're sell like, that out every time. We're like, uh, what's that band that a pigeon, like Biffy Clyro? Yeah, Biffy Clyro. We're total nobodies here, and they play like Wembley after we fucking do it, like, and fill <laughs> it out. <laughs> there are... There they call it... Biffly, when they're playing it. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. But anyway. All right, so this locker is dirty as fuck. I don't think Tom had anything to do with it. I think they're just trying to show Maybe us. it was Stinky Broom's locker. <laughs> Guys, we'll get this. St- That's why he was having trouble opening it, because he didn't have the right combination. We'll get the Stinky Broom in a minute. But All right. Get they, to- oh, we're, we're getting, getting it right very now. Soon. We're going to the library. Of course, Mike has Or as we to- call it in Michigan, library. You said Library. Oh, did I? Yes, you did. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm from Michigan as well. Yeah. Library. Yes. I know this is a pet peeve because everybody says library. Yeah. I've noticed that. Indiana Jones says library. in the Not the, the newest one because I, I don't want to see that. The Whatever the one that had Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to be a college, profe- college professor and he says library in it. Oh, no. I was disappointed. can't have that. I can't have that. So, all right. This is going to be a five-hour episode. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. Going to the library. 
am. Mike's showing the layout. I was like, now we get we get to see more more clicks. You said this kind of is akin to Breakfast Club. It's got that teen vibe going on. I remember on. the skinhead character in the Breakfast Club. Guys. Underutilized. Straight up, we have the first person he points out, not the skinheads, is... I turned on the closed caption because I was like, what the fuck's he saying? I already had a moment where last week I didn't know what I was saying and someone brought it up. Closed captioning says this as well. This character is named Stinky Broom. And Mike explains. He describes Well, this. every fucking... We, I had... Everybody we had has that weird stinky what kid. Was his kid. What was the guy's name? Do you remember? Uh, Robert Benson was the guy. Robert? Yeah. My name was Roger. Okay. That's really weird. Robert, Roger, yeah. close, too close, yeah. in fact. Uh, I don't remember his last name, but we used to call him Roger Klotz because that was a character from Doug, the animated show. Oh, and I he thought was, it had something to do with coagulation. You thought he was a, maybe he was a non-vampire. No, Klotz, uh, Roger, he was green with oh. orange hair, so he looked like Stink. Okay. So, well, so does works. Stinky Broom. You said, I didn't. I glossed over this. Maybe I was having flashbacks Another to Robert Benson. Another detail that people should watch because he is literally dripping with goo. Filth. His hair, if that's conditioner, there is so much of it, a whole bottle of it dripping off him. He's got a book of Russian verbiage standing up facing the camera, but far enough away from him not hiding this at all. He's got like two paper clips and he's playing with what looks like a little turd. It is I totally missed it. This. this is this movie's a feast for the eyes. Dude, this movie is a complete feast for the <laughs> eyes. I know I know some people don't have an ad blocker because you just got an ad blocker yeah, recently. Yeah. And man, is YouTube struggling to stop that ad? Blocker. Oh, it is a back and forth battle, <laughs> yeah. and it's starting again. Yeah. But hey, you can turn it off, start the video, watch the ad, and turn it back on. We're definitely not getting played on YouTube now. Oh yeah, if we're no, doing we a are. hack. We're doing no. a fucking ad. Oh hack. no, we are because one of the people I learned about this from is a million uh, viewer type person, and oh, this good. is how I learned it. So we'll be fine for this one, not the other ship. Yeah, you can go in and watch this movie without any ads in between. You just have to watch the one ad to start it, and you'll be yeah. fine. Holy shit, though. This stinky kid is a, f he's a feast for the eyes, like you said. And then we move on to the next table, Murray. Where we see, oh, those guys are the neo-Nazis. He said the nonchalantly. And nonchalantly. They, they, it was accurate. They had the fucking short sleeve dress shirts with the suspenders and the boots. They got it right. Did you notice what the one kid had on his sleeve? A Nazi armband, a swastika armband. He uh, he didn't have that. No, oh, what? Confederate flag. I guess so. I think it's it should have been a Nazi. It's just swastika. It's a little too political for me, dog. Uh, and we see those are the jocks, Biff and Pal. Yeah, Biff and Pal, and they're not in letter jackets. They're in leather. They're just headbutting each other. Yeah. They got helmets with them. Well, yeah, you got to know they're in the football team. But they don't have letter jackets, which is how we identify all athletes. I don't know. And then there's the lovely Julie. And Ken's like, oh, there's Julie, my love. Hey, man, don't you go over there. This is Mike saying this. She's fucking Godzilla. 
Remember, she's taking Godzilla. I don't kick. care. I just want to be her friend. Back at where I come from, Kansas, we all hang out. We do not have clicks. This is lame, and I am doing what I want to do. This is why I'm like, we, we have this a lot when we do these movies. We're like, who am I supposed to root for? Because Ken is the classic weaselly nice guy. I'm a nice guy. Murray, I am so glad you said this because Ken has rubbed me wrong. The, I identified with him a little bit for the mom scene and the thermos. But we get into this scene and I'm already like, no, I don't like Ken. He's like, I'm going to be your friend and then she's going to fall in love with me. You guys are wrong for having clicks. Let me show you how to do it right. So... As he's making his move, Tom, Gina, and Rob roll in. Right. And he's like, Gina, they also point out the librarian, Mr. Johnson, who's apparently a struggling actor. I don't know why they had to throw that tidbit in. Thank you. And he's like, Gina, suck Johnson's dick. <laughs> Distract him. You know what to do with Johnson. And she knows what to do with a Johnson. Hey, right. we do need to point out, because this plays into the whole theme of this movie. We mentioned in that classroom that a kid got stabbed. Why did he get stabbed? Do you remember the reason? No. He was encroaching on another guy's girl. Well, you don't do that. You do not talk to a guy if he has a... Or you do not talk to a girl if he has a boy... If she has a boyfriend... If you're a guy, you don't talk to a girl if she's dating. Thank you, Murray. God damn it, my brain. So... Tom, like Gina's just going down on Johnson. He's a. She takes him to the back room, takes off her hat. She's always wearing that hat, and she's just playing with her hair. Is this working for you, Murray? Yeah. Is this what you want happening in your bedroom? Well, you, my dick suck? Yeah. Well, the hair playing into. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't even care. You so, <laughs> so, yeah. So she's working the Johnson. Ken's like, hey, nerd, stay away from my woman. You just said Ken. Well, I met Tom. See, I told you when I was doing my notes, it was so hard not to get these names confused. And you just did it. And Julie's like, chill out. It's the first day. He's asking me, you know, if I, I like Nirvana. So Rob and Tom have Ken up. They're ready to pummel him. And Julie intervenes and is like, no, it's his first day. It's his first day. He doesn't even know who you are. He doesn't know how this works. Well, now you do, nerd. So beat it. Make like a DeHart. And walk. All right. It's the end of the school day. Mike is like, hey, bro. See you later. See you tomorrow. I'll tell you more about all my cool shit later. Ken turns a corner, immediately punched in the gut by Tom. You gotta teach a guy a lesson, man. That's right, and it's Rob. I don't. Gina was here, I imagine. Probably. She yeah. also had a very classic '90s look. I've said it a million times: bib overalls with one side unlatched. Perfect. Salt and pepper. Yep. Well, she's talking about sex, baby. She's talking about you <laughs> and me. And me. <laughs> I know that. Song. So he. They pummel the fuck out of him. Go th they grift through his pockets. That's right. Pull out Rob does because Tom wouldn't do that. That's right. grunt work. Hands over the $10 bill. Hey, he's got some lifesavers and a 10. 
uh, I was going to say Ken again. Tom I know. rips the 10 in half. Doesn't even want it. Because it's not about money, nerd. It's about respect. This and throws the 10 at him. This guy is killing it. I don't. I still don't feel much for Ken, but I hate Tom. Tom's killing it. Yeah. His little stooges, great work. Tony Khan should be watching this. He could learn a little thing about healing. And just as we think, we're about to cut away a sleeveless, gloved hand. You know what? If we did a movie, this is where it would be slow-mo and like fucking rocking-ass music would start up, reaching down, helping our character back up. Hey, young man, do you need a hand? And as they show that sleeveless, gloved hand. Oh! It's fucking Billy. We, this is where Billy's been for the last seven years. Oh, my God. We start pulling. Atoning for his sins. We start pulling out. He's got worker boots on because he's right. a working man. He's a janitor. He's, school janitor. He's a school janitor. You see the coverall pants. Baggy as fuck. We're working up. We're, he's crouched. The, weren't they? I think everybody tucked their pants into their boots or shoes. The boot tuck yeah. pants? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think he did. We're working our way up. He's crouched over to help him up, and we see Dangling out of his back pocket, purple bandana. You know, if you know cruising and you know our episode on cruising, you know what that means. And you know what the question is right now. It's a purple bandana, but what a pocket was it in, Griff? Left pocket. That's a receiver, right? That's a that's a, a giver. Murray. Oh, that's oh. a giver, Murray. Well, he- look, we're gonna cut to the chase. We know you guys don't like doing research. That's why we do it for you. A purple bandana means he's a piercer. In the left pocket means he's going to pierce you is... I didn't know people did this in the bedroom, but apparently well, they do. We do know with, we're piercing with your dick, but this is piercing with a needle, I'm assuming? Hey, I looked it up on the dark web and everything. That makes and, sense because yeah. the Hellraiser pinhead had a purple bandana hanging out of his... Bondage gear. I'm glad you pointed that out so all of our fans can go watch a movie we haven't covered yet and explore the, the bandana world. But we're only at midsection at this point. We're still crawling up to see how he has evolved as a human, where he's at now. He's got that receding hairline flat top still. He is above his coveralls because we know coveralls go, you know. All the way up. They cover all. They That's cover all. But he's decided to drape himself in a navy uh, fucking sweater with the sleeves blown out because it's the 90s. Yeah. So, of course, they don't connect to anything. You don't see his hairline in this scene, Murray. And why don't you? See he had a hat on? Because he opted to wear a fedora. Oh, I didn't even. What the fuck? <laughs> Sleeveless gloves. Fedora, it's making me think of a whole different actor for a movie we have not revealed to the world that we probably may may or may not do at one we, point. We might do it next month. But we may mention the actor in this movie. Well, because he appears in it. He doffs it. He says, my lady. My sir. My lord. My lord. There we go. Picks up Ken. Hey, man. Because Ken's got a little trickle of blood. That's all right. And he's just like, let me let me uh, clean you up, young man. Follow me to my janitor's lair. So this is our first glimpse into the janitor's lair. Brick Very out. Family opera. Oh, my God. Thank you. Frayed wires 
everywhere. And water everywhere. Water dripping everywhere. He must have some Zargatha traps. Dude, he must be a Zargatha fucker. I would be terrified. Maybe at this Because it is. We know Zargatha's migrated from Serbia to California. Yes, of course. We learned that in Baywatch Nights, everybody. Right. Um, maybe he's piercing Zargathus. Maybe. Maybe he's one in one. I think there's a fucking porn like subgenre about that. Piercing Zargathus. Hey, rule 34. It has now happened. And yes, me and Murray did direct it by the time you're hearing this episode. We already went and filmed it. So they're getting to know. He's like, tell me about your life, young man. Well, I'm from Kansas. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're not in Kansas anymore. I guess you're not in Kansas anymore. God damn Very it. Very dead line delivery. Very from dead. And it's like, hey, Chiefs, right? Well, they're from Missouri, but yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we're getting to a guy who can read a line like a motherfucker. Patrick Kilpatrick. Yeah. You guys, they're, they're, they're fast friends, by the way. Yes. That course. was all friendship happening. Right. Just to make sure we didn't display it wrong. We're at the dojo that has no name. I went to the desert on a dojo with no name. I'm going to call it the Dragon Kai because it's very Cobra Kai-esque. This is how Lee teaches his kids. Yeah, I like that. The Cobra, the Dragon Kai. And oh, Lee Kai. they're just sitting down on the mat basking in the glory of Lee. He oh, is teaching his philosophy. You may remember this from the opening scene. Or is that later? No, this is right now. Okay. He is saying he's like, we need to control. We need to dominate because success is control. Control is success. And they're like, they're, it's like a fucking Scientology. They're eating it up. They're reheating it back to Who do we see in the front row? Star pupil, Tom. Tom, Gina, Rob, mulleted 40-year-old man, <laughs> bald 50-year-old man. You know, it, yeah. So we're learning that Tom is his star pupil, much like Johnny from um, the Karate, Karate Kid. Kid. And he's like, bring me his opponents. You know, good time. Who do you like? Could you do this? Do you like Lee better than the villain of, uh, I can't remember, Cobra Kai's, or, uh, yeah, yeah, Cobra Kai's villain? Yes, I do like Lee better. Lee, Lee is villain attitude. Better look. <sighs> so good. And he's like, Bring me Tom's opponent because I guess do they even, is is there a tournament coming up? I mean, apparently there's no tournaments. They just fight in an underground fight ring. Right. We're about to learn that there is an underground fight ring that's about to uh, break out here, and Lee, for whatever reason, wants to soften him up because this is this is some griff action. This is betting territory. So I guess he wants to soften the guy up, but then it sounds this like he picks it sounds like he picks him out of uh, like. Randomly, he goes. I'll take the pretty one. So this guy, this guy wasn't pretty. I don't know. What, this guy I guess pretty. he just thought he was pretty. Me? Like we saw the yes, scene so. happen in Fight Club, which obviously was playing off of this. But they actually got a pretty what character. The, I mean, doesn't everybody want to punch Jared Leto in the face repeatedly? Was that Jared Leto? Yeah, the pretty one. Yeah, he ruined Blade Runner twenty forty nine, didn't he? I remember nothing about that movie. You see, I said ruin. But, yeah, I don't remember I'm trying anything. to remember, outside of the movies we do, if there's any movie in the past 10 years I can remember anything about. And I'm going to say uh, no. Uh, I can think of one. And we're going to do it soon. Okay. <laughs> so, Lee destroys this kid. Absolutely. Who won? I won. This is 
top level heel shit. I love it. His vocals, his facials, everything about it. I love Lee. Tom, I need to speak to you in my office. He goes to his office. No, no, no. Calm down, calm down, calm down. You're going the wrong direction here. Tom is pulled into another room by a character we learn is named Kate. She is apparently the uh, Lionheart character. Oh, yeah. strong, independent woman who is financing this underground fight club. Correct. This is the natural progression of the character who I don't remember his name from Lionheart. She started out... Working in parking garages, working in half-empty swimming pools. This is this. This is like the same time. This might be before Lionheart, right? Around the same time. I it's think. around the same time. This yeah. might be like her origin too. Maybe there's a lot of before she made real money. Yeah, but this is she's set up. She's got her organization set up. Right. The Dragon Kai Dojo, and she's like, Tom, come with me. And then he apparently she uses her sex appeal to manipulate. She's fall about the fog. Yeah. She doesn't need dirtier hands with fighting. Right. And maybe she's teaching Gina that. I don't know. And so the, apparently there's illusions that she's fucking at least Tom, if oh. not the entire. Well, Murdy, class. you already said the key word there. You said fog. She's using her fog. Her feminine wiles. And she's got Tom in the back. I hear you've been picking on some little brat at school. What are you wasting? My talent on little in-school right. fighting. If you're not getting paid, you shouldn't be fighting. Right. Well, he's just... No. You fight for me and me alone. You don't swing at anybody unless I make money off Get it. Get your ass in gear. You have a fight tonight. And she's getting up in there when she's saying this, and she's saying it, like, whispering it, ASMRing it in his ear and shit. Blowing in his ear. So we're just getting like the profile, and you can see his pants just whoop. They actually made that sound effect. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm a not gonna slide add, fucking whistle. Yeah, I'm not gonna add the slide whistle because people, whenever I do, and too then there much was a little. All right, this is a scene that infuriated Griff so much. We cut back to Ken's place. All right. It's morning. He's making himself another PB&J for school. Right. He's getting his lunch assembled for the day. and we're in no, the You ki- notice no thermos. Ken ain't bringing that thermos Exactly. Back. And so we're in the middle of the kitchen. We got the little fucking table, vinyl seats, yellow, gaudy, everything. You know, they probably Something poor people would have. Yeah. Probably picked up from a garage sale. Or off the street. Or off the street. Oh, trash picking, of course. Uh, Hey, come trash pick with your mom. Uh, But here's the problem. This toaster, we're in the middle of the room. The toaster's not plugged in. The toaster's not plugged in. It's a prop setting. What? Maybe he was getting it ready. Like, he pulled it. Maybe they, for some reason they keep it in a drawer, and well, he has to, like, pull it out, and he hasn't plugged it in yet. I know you were in that state of disbelief. I had to pause it and think about this scene for 40 minutes. Like, it's a piece of art. I put it on the wall, and I stared at it. I smoked four packs of cigarettes. I drank a bottle of whiskey and just let it take me where it was trying to. No, this toaster has no power cord. But... There's they couldn't two. afford it yet. Maybe it's on layaway. Maybe they're getting it <laughs> the piece cord, by piece. <laughs> the cord's on layaway. There's two fresh toasted pieces of bread popped out of it. Conspiracy. Maybe he on he got it. He got him toasted. He unplugged it because he knew that's a, that's a dangerous thing to have a plugged in toaster. Right. I don't know. 
But All here's mom coming in, high heels, little skirt. What? I thought she was wearing the frumpiest looking outfit I've ever seen. I thought she had like a long like denim skirt. Thought it was long denim. Looks like something like a woman like in some kind of religious cult would be wearing. Religious cult. So maybe that was the scene she was playing in or something. What is mom doing? Is she really working in an all night diner? I think we no. I think we figured it out. She's doing. She's working in the porn industry. Exactly. She and, created the whole genre of milf. There was no such thing as milf. Right. Pre nineties. Yeah. So we nobody know, wanted to fuck anybody's mom back. Why then. do I bring up the toaster? It's a prop. Why do I bring up the juice he was drinking, which was called Krabappel? That's not a thing. Krabappel. No one drinks Krabappel. So everything on their table was a prop. Is she Ned filming? Flanders does. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Is she filming porn in their house in their kitchen? No, no. You didn't do. There was no Gonzo porn back then. It was professional. You were on a set. Oh, maybe she's stealing props from the sets. Well, yeah, because she's like using it for like real. Right. Okay. Okay. But anyway, she's a Ken, single mom trying her best. Trying her best. Not trying her best to look good because she looked frumpy as fuck. Well, she just got fucked, probably. I guess maybe yeah. she. If you, got... just, if you just fuck around, Jeremy, which is probably what she <laughs> did at this time, you'd be traumatized too. <laughs> I would not. Yeah, yeah. All right. So it's just they're just laying the groundwork. She's like, oh, my God, I've been on my feet. Apparently, she, she's fucking standing up to the whole thing. That's right. We follow Ken to his first class, and Julie is approaching him now, and she wants to apologize. And he's like, well, hey, no, no big deal. Apparently, they have first class together. Maybe this was this. Is this Potato Lady, too? Yeah. And we head back in there, and they're chatting it up. Tom rolls into school, fat fucking wad of money. Apparently, we learned that they only make five hundred bucks. So it must be all in ones because it was this big ass wad. It was a fucking huge wad. So it definitely wasn't hundreds. It might have been fives or tens, maybe ones. But he's flashing it because he he's proud. He won that fight, right? And Gina is all over him. Rob's all over him too. And he sees Julie talking to Ken. He stops his friends. Whoa. What is that fucking nerd doing with my girl? Bro, chill out. Kate told you no fighting unless it's in the fucking dojo. Chill out. We can go get our revenge. Right. Not in the classroom. So they, they do calm him down enough. They figure it out. They work it out. But anyways, we go back to Mike and Ken arriving to the library. And... This is probably your favorite, hilarious, most scene. Mike comes in with the binoculars. He's wearing the fucking camouflage jacket, looking around the the library. I don't see Tom and crew. It's safe, bro. And then he's like, I just want to be friends. So he walks over to Julie again. Well, Julie waves at Ken. Oh, you're blaming Julie. I'm not. She just waves at him. Look, see, we can be friends. Walks over, and then Gina, suck Johnson's Johnson. It's a Tom. Re- it's a replay of the first library right. scene. Library. So, but this time, Ken's smart enough to run away. Right. They, ch- they give chase. So, so we're running. I'm sorry, Murray. All over the school. In, out, up, down. And we end up in an empty gymnasium. Doesn't look like yeah. they've used this in forever. The lights are off. And they finally he gets finally caught because the doors are locked. So he's trapped like a rat. Rob and Tom are slowly moving in. Rob. 
And he's just like, look, I I just wanted to be friends. Let me explain. Look, nerd. This is my explanation. It shows his fist. That's right. So they're closing in when suddenly emerging from the shadows, a janitor with a sideways hat and his mop. Step up. Hey, I just cleaned those floors, boys. If you're going to fucking scuff them, I'm going to scuff your face. And they're like, fuck you, janitor. They take take a swing at the janitor. So the janitor just defends himself. He mops them up. Thank you, Murray. And they run away. He's like Batman. He disappears in the shadows. Yeah, because Ken goes, Billy, thank you. And Billy realizes, because, of course, he had that interaction seven years ago where he broke a kid's neck on a staircase. He's like, oh, my God, I just did it again. I beat up a teenager that's 40, actually, in real life. Disappears. All the students run in the gym. Oh, my God, Ken beat the fuck out of Tom. Holy shit. Holy shit. Somebody pisses on Tom. They don't respect him at all anymore. <laughs> no, he they ruled don't. the school. It, yeah, exactly. That's how it always happens in these movies. And Ken's like, well, not really. I mean, it was this guy. Like, Mike's like, shut up, shut up. So we actually follow Tom out of this situation. And he's going about, and he's, you know, school's getting out. All the kids are all over the place. And a nerd in a fucking L.A. Dodgers cap goes, hey, here you're a dickhole now, Ken. Or, see, I did it. Tom, and we do this weird shot where Tom rears back to punch him, and then we cut to another frame of just a random fist punching this Dodgers cap in the head, and he's like, shut up, nerd. So Mike is like, he's like, um, Ken tells Mike, no, it wasn't me. It was Billy the janitor. The janitor? What? I We have a kung fu janitor? Are you kidding me? We got to meet this guy. So they, you know, Ken, uh, Ken is absolutely, and in, in, he doesn't know what. The well, they're about. thinking, where would a janitor live? Not in an apartment, not in a house, <laughs> in the bowels of the school. But no, the 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 point I was trying to get to is Ken is like, he didn't help me. It's awesome that we have a kung fu janitor, but he's probably made things worse for me, because the subterfuge here is that they don't think. Billy beat the shit out of him. They think Ken beat the shit out of him, which is going to get Tom even angrier at Ken. All right. Now we cut to my favorite scene. We have Kate. We're back at the dojo, Dragon Kai Dojo. Kate is arranging another match for uh, Tom, and she sees he's already been fucked up. She's like, what did I tell you about that? You fight for me. You fight for money. You- Take that headgear off, and she sees that he's all bruised up. She's Lee like, wants to see you. Yeah, I, ca- I can't handle this. We're going to go talk to Lee about... You. It looks like you got your sh- the, the fucking ass beat. What the fuck? We go to Lee's office. Did he have a... Am I remembering wrong? Was there an open fire for a place in this? You know what, Murray? I did not know. I that. think he was staring into a fire. He had a lot of things happening. Again. No, no, no. No, what it was was shrine to Rockstar Hair Brother. He had, In his office, he had a shrine to his You're brother... Right. Rockstar hair. I was gonna say there was a shrine to somebody. Axes crossed. Right. There was he. They, he scalped his brother, and he had his rockstar hair on like a wig, like head. Guys, greatest eye candy movie we've done in a while. So Lee has his back. He's looking at the shrine. His back is to uh, Tom, and he's 
And then Tom's just about to like give his. He's on his. Wait, no, wait, no. Tom is about to give his explanation, and like literally, the hand just goes up. Talk to the hand because the face ain't listening. This is nineties, after all. And immediately, Tom knows his place. Goes right down to his knees. He does a hand. He does behind the back hand gesture, and then he flattens it and lowers it. What a good dog. Tom is. He goes right to his knees. You know what he's expecting. He's getting out the fucking lip balm and everything. And he's like... <laughs> the menthol. Fuck like that tingle. <laughs> Gotta like that tingle, Yes, The James Bond villain <laughs> wardrobe on. Black turtleneck. Blazer. Oh, my God. Looking fine as fuck. And we finally get the face reveal. No, we saw no, Lee we before. We saw Lee before. Yeah. But he's got this gnarly scar. He's got the fucking mustache. He's got the little soul. It's so fucking good. And the lighting. I know it might not be a fireplace, but the lighting is so good on Lee here. You have disgraced my dojo. You have disgraced me. We are winners. Do you ever lose a fight again? Or I may have to kill you. Oh, Kate, and then he walks, he scurries away. Tom, Kate's yeah. like, because he's like, it was this Kung Fu janitor. It wasn't some nerd. This guy he, had some moves. Well, no, he Kate's telling him, he told Nate, because of course, Lee's not going to listen to excuses. There's no excuses. You don't give him anything. You take everything from Lee. So Kate explains after Tom leaves, he's been saying that some weird janitor at his high school beat him. Well, she's always she like the like a, a great fight ring operator would be. She's like, maybe I could use this janitor. So she's yeah. like thinking about more prospects. She's, she's always scout. She is the uh, Duke and Levon of fight rings. Yeah, always looking for. She goes to a lot of Ellie Cobra games. Looking, she Ex- actually wanted fucking Lieutenant Crow. That's right. <laughs> but he was just like, I aged out. He's of that. too much of a brawler. <laughs> yeah, she wants more finesse, kicking, uh, endurance. Uh, but here's the other thing. As you mentioned, this is clearly the upbringing of our uh, female uh, character from Lionheart. This was this is a prequel to Lionheart. This has to be. So she's going to start scouting some new talent. Next morning. Well, Lee tells her to go inspect the janitor. It is at Lee's lead that she's told to go check out the janitor because he sees- well, he's got to meet the guy that defeated his star pupil. Right. He's, he hears a janitor beat him up, and he's like, go check out that janitor right now. Get me pictures. Get me everything you can. So the next morning, everybody is, like, k- kissing Ken's ass. He's the new king shit of the school. And he's, like, not like he's – like, he's like, I don't want this, all right? I just want to be left the fuck alone and be friends with Julie. And even Julie – no, no, no. You got that wrong because Julie comes over. It's like, hey, Ken, how you doing? And he's like, you know what? I just can't do this. I can't do this. It's not going to work for me, dog. And walks away. Because he explains, I, just, I can't be the tough kid in school. I didn't do anything. Whoa. I don't want Julie to think the wrong way about we me. We learned that Ken is a weasel. And, and this is his way. He's like playing hard to get. He went from being, I'm from Kansas. I want to be everyone's friend because that's how it worked for me back there. To I'm going to play hard to get. And it works. Because she's like, huh. Head to class. Teacher's desk is missing. It turns out those scamps, those lovable Nazi scamps in the prior scene, they stole the teacher's desk. So we, th- that's it. That's the scene. I don't know why we needed this. This is a jobber match waiting to happen. The punks showed, you know, 
frustration with Ken, he could have beat them up on his way up. He could have beat the fuck out of the Nazis on his way up. He doesn't do either of those things. Do you think that was a mistake? Yeah, no, it wasn't. We need to, we need ninety minutes. Ninety minutes, okay. School's out. Everybody's waiting for that big fight. They want to see the fight between Tom and Ken. Fight, 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 fight. Because Tom's got to get his fuck. He's got to get control again. Because success is control. Remember, control is success. Remember, everybody. The rumor going around the school is that Ken beat the shit out of Tom when really Billy did. Ken doesn't want anything to do with that rumor, but the rumor has been placed on him. So as much as we dislike Ken, this is kind of a bad disposition for him. Tom just beats the fully fuck out of him in front of everybody. Right. Mike helps him up, and they're like, we got to go see Billy again. So they go down to the lair. Ken is like, gosh darn it. This isn't like Kansas. I don't want to be like, I just want to have a friend. And like Billy's like, look, you need to learn how to protect yourself. Right. Ken does tell Billy, this is your fault. You beating up, you know, Tom and Rob did this to me. And, you know, Tom or Tom, Billy owns up to it. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm sorry about that. But here's the thing. You're a pussy. You need to learn how to fight for yourself. All right, let's do it. Because Ken's into it. All right. This is where we get the fucking Karate Kid illusions. We get the we see a Ken mopping up a fucking bathroom, scrubbing toilets, and he's like, "Hey, this is all like that wax on, wax off shit." No, this is about doing my job for me. This is about humility, and you're gonna do the ur- urinals next because this is fucking grunt work, bitch. See ya. See ya. Walks out, and then Ken looks over the urinal, and then we get a whole fucking lineup there's like 20 Nine. fucking urinals class of 1984 yeah. bathroom there was there there was the class of 1984 drug deal happening in the bathroom while this michael j fox is in this <laughs> he scene got stabbed he was <laughs> a kid who got stabbed and ken cleaned up the blood and ken had to clean up with a fucking <laughs> toothbrush <laughs> Fuck Billy. And it was a man-made toothbrush by Billy. It was it, just frayed wires on a fucking uh, piece of wood. All right. The next morning, Julie is not happy with Tom about beating the fuck out of Ken. And she's like, look, man. She looked man Tom. She looked man him? That's all she had left. She's at her wit's end. Guys, please go visit our old episode. What is it called? Steel Justice? Steel Justice. No, it wasn't Steel Justice. No, it was. Iron of Steel? Legion of Iron. Legion of Iron. That is the origin of Look Man. Yeah, one of these days we're going to do... An origin episode. Well, yeah. Uh, uh, Golden Globes Theater. Glossary? Ref- reference episode. Reference, yeah. Uh, but it's, probably, it's not going to happen. But it, we're, we're going to talk about it. We, there's random days where we take notes on some things. Yeah, we'll see if that comes together. And she's like, you got to choose me or Lee. And he's like, he's just dumbfounded. He doesn't Nobody know. does it quite like Mr. Lee. Then we see, hey, we need some levity. That was a tense scene. So who who's our, our comic foil? Vice President Principal Kowalski. <laughs> Vice Principal Quail. He's making his rounds. He's taking cigarettes from kids. He's like, hey, 
Smoke them if you got them. You were asking for more banties in this com- uh, this movie, and there is a thug wearing a bandana with a bantee on, making out with a girl, and then like yeah, he like tells, kids hey. smoking cigarettes. He's like, hey, let me see some space in between you two. Yeah, let's. We think this is a porno. And then he spots Kate lurking. She's like taking her notes. She's taking got camera, taking pictures. He he heads off to a secluded area to smoke the cigarettes he just took from the kids. She needs an alibi. She can't be seen lurking. This is this is pre older women fucking teenage boys. It's every fucking again, you can't throw a dead cat without hitting a woman trying to fuck a young kid. Nowadays, yeah, yeah. And so she's like, oh, shit, I need cover. Oh, yeah, I'm interviewing for the sex ed position. I'm interviewing for a substitute teacher. Oh, yeah, what class are you? Because he thinks he got her in a trap just like that. She can't remember a class in school. Sex education 202. That's the advanced course. And he looks up and down and then down again and then up again. Maybe we can uh, work on some things together. Just let me know if you want a little professional criticisms. So Kate basically hangs out at the school watching as Billy trains Ken. Ken's doing some sprints out on the fucking track uh, field. Yeah, they're just they're just out in the back, open field, running around. Sun's going down. We can see it. She goes back to Lee with all the info she's gathered, and he notices something. Didn't she have, like, some videotape? She had pictures, which, by the way, pictures back in 93, how long would it take to get those developed? Well, there's. I think they had the one-hour photo, man. One hour? go there. Okay. So we can assume this happened in the same day, then. She probably has a dark room in her. She might have a dark room. In the the She might know. She might know somebody. She might say. I mean, she obviously does this. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are we sure they weren't Polaroids? All I know is Lee goes, not a he notices a balding flat top. It can only be Billy. Learn more about this fucker. He never says the name, by the way. We have to interpret all this from his facial reactions. And he's got great facials. Amazing facials. Back to Billy. Real training is ratcheting up. What's the ultimate martial art training? Well, we're in uh, the empty gymnasium, as we saw And before. we learn... Not only is the best training for nature, it's also using what you have. Yeah. I thought he was going to train Ken on how to do a, you know, a nice tight five-minute set because we have a spotlight on a brick wall. Dodgeball people. I think this probably – I bet you Christina, whatever her name is, told Ben Stiller about this scene. I said, s- you need to make a movie about this. I need to be in it. I feel like we need to know this woman's name at this point. I am. So he has a a Ken against the wall and he starts pummeling them with fucking dodgeballs. And we got to remember, he's not a master now. So he's getting pummeled. He's getting hit. You were right. Christine Taylor. Then we get, by the way, this is where we hear that amazing fucking song we opened up with about finding your, your spirit and your heart and all that horse shit. Hearts on fire. Sure we see desire. Tai Chi. We see push-ups on cinder blocks. In a backpack. I feel like we've seen this before, Marie. Yeah, but this was used to punish people in the movie we saw. That's true. Backpack full of rocks. And? Walking up a hill. Running up a hill. Running up a hill, of course. Running up that hill. We got to tie in with some of the Spotify hot trends from that Stranger Things show. 
What? Stranger Things. I thought that made Running Up a Hill a popular song again. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. You got to keep up with the trends, um, Yeah, keep up with the fucking 40-year-old song that you know, every 10-year-old would be listening to, whatever the fuck those you kids know, w- w- You know, most of the people we talk to, we say that nothing gets over on its own anymore. Sign of that. It's a Kickboxer 3 reference, people. The backpack full Thank of bricks. Thank you. Sasha Mitchell. We uh, did this episode a few months ago. Go check it out. Montage raps and Ken, he's getting it. He's getting better. And we all, all we needed was two minutes to see that. Right. And he confidently tells Billy, I'm going to land a kick on you right now. Misses the kick because Billy dodges it. And Billy slaps the fuck out of him. Got a blind spot, kid. And you know what? We're talking about Ken is not a great actor. Ken is clearly a 35-year-old man. But he does a good job of being very emotional here because he is like a teenager just fucking high on his own supply. And he gets that slap and he's just like, fuck this. I suck at this. Everything fucking sucks. And Billy calms him down. Look, kid, you got a lot of guts. You've come a long way, but you have a long way to go before you fucking champ. You got a long way to go before you reach the top of rock and roll. How am I going to get Julie? I mean, I really like her. I should ask her out. I should ask her right now because I'm going to get beat anyway. Hey, kid. That's no way to think. Whatever floats your boat will get you. (laughs) Billy, uh, come on. Stick with me here. Mr. Miyagi. He's like, this is his, like, his rap. She's talking to you? That means she likes you, dude. Yeah. Thank you. I I wanted, I wanted to go down this avenue because Billy, Mr. Miyagi had a charming way, a metaphorical way of talking to uh, Daniel-san. Billy, the writers of this movie, had nothing to give to Billy Blanks. And so Billy's lines are, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you say she's talking to you still? She's into you. Yeah, she's totally into you, dude. Have she you ever? You. She have said you, hi to you? Hi. His advice does not go beyond that. It could, for as much as we know, it could be, have you followed her into a bathroom yet? Just saying. It might work. <laughs> just saying. Like, he might be just throwing out darts here. That's total, like, stalker encouragement. She she talked to you? She talked to you. She's totally into you, bro. This is the problem. I got complimented one time in the last eight years by a random woman. That's the kind of shit. Billy would encourage me, be like, yeah, you need to follow that woman you in the need, bathroom. She wants to fuck you. Dude. She wants to fuck you so bad. Next morning, Billy, high on that supply, finally tr- makes his move, asking Julia out. And she goes, nope, I'm dating Tom. Don't you get it? He'll and kill you. Of course. I he, kind of, and then this is so, the, no. the power dynamics, like this is pre-shit we're, we're living in now. She's like, he kind of owns me. <laughs> okay, you know. I love her excuse, and you know what? I wouldn't put this past a teenager if we dumb ourselves down to teenagers, because their excuse is, Tom, excuse me, Ken. What you need to understand is, me and Tom have been dating for a year and a half. That's a long time. I can't just break up with them. He treats you like shit. He does treat me like shit, but. He's confused. He's ever since he started going to that dojo, Mister Lee. Mike notices it, and he's upset. Like, 
I'm the fucking Casanova here. Why didn't you come to me? Watch me work my magic. He's the levity here. Turns a girl around. Hey, babe, what's up? We want a Tootsie Pop down to old shop? Exactly. And this girl is just like, that's harassment. And I'm telling. She just slaps him in the face. This is the old days. You just slap the guy. That's all we could do. All right. Another training session. This time in the sauna. Apparently, there's a sauna underneath the bowels of the. Right. Again, this is where we get. I think it's just because there's so much dripping water next to the boilers. (laughs) It turns into a sauna. Like. Fucking uh, uh, Freddy Krueger. Eat your goddamn heart out. His. Fucking elaborate system of underground sauna boiler room, you know. It is very Nightmare on Elm Street. It's yeah. amazing. Because it's lit that way. It's like dark, but there's yes. like a light in the background. The only thing that's missing is the rafters. There's not enough like catwalks and shit like that, you know. Bri- the catwalks bridge. are in the upper part. We'll, yeah. we'll see later. We'll see. That's the yeah. auditorium. Yeah. So that's not his layer. Yeah, for such a like rundown school. Kick-ass acting uh, like department, yes. drama department. Exactly. But we'll get to that. But he's like, he's like all sweaty, Ken. He's like, whoa, man, that was a very intense workout, man. I don't know if I can take this heat. Why the fuck did you even make me train in that kind of heat? That's bullshit. I'm going to say it exactly how Billy Blank said it. Heat is pressure. It increases <laughs> your endurance and stamina. <laughs> well, he's tired too, Murray. That's what he was trying to act out. You're right. Well, let me go towel off. He bends down to pick up a towel, and he looks in. He, he pulls a griff, looking into, yeah, pretending, yeah, 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 yeah. looks into the locker that uh, Billy keeps his shit, and he sees the badge. He didn't remember, you know, as we pointed out, never turned in his badge. He turned in his uniform. I mentioned this before. Yeah. I said he doesn't turn into the badge and gun, as we always see. He turns in his pants and jacket. <laughs> Oh, and he's man. like, well, he was a cop, thinking to himself that. And he leaves. Well, got to go home. Goes out. This is nighttime. He's whistling. He's doing the Columbo whistle. This old man. He... I can't whistle. Otherwise, I'd whistle it. Hey, there, little Columbo punk. Hey, Darsh. Yeah, it's a South Park reference. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> But it's, I mean, that's basically what that guy's channeling. Yeah, no, he is classic. I don't know if they do this in modern high school. We did one modern high school movie, and they never did this bully. So I guess this is a relic. But I love this bully. Also, you notice, I think this was, uh, you know they had a wardrobe department. Villain? We already said they didn't no, have they, a wardrobe they did, department. They did. This is why, this is why we're wrong. Okay. Villain. They both always wore button-down shirts. Always. Villain always tucked in. Yes. Ken always untucked. Untucked. You're right. Uh, villain Ken or villain Tom was like Seinfeld level tucked in. Yeah. Like he had the jeans, the Reeboks, and the fucking sh- Seinfeld fresh shirt. white Reeboks. And at moments, Julie was channeling uh, Julie Lewis. Elaine. Yeah. Elaine, yeah. yeah. The big ass trench coat. The trench coat, the fucking uh, jacket over, you know, a lot of Seinfeld. Hey, Darsh. What do, you, what do you think you're doing? Learning martial arts? Well, yeah, I am kind of. You're kind of a pussy bit. He's wearing sunglasses at night, by the way. Uh, uh, Tom is. We're going to get into that scene, the sunglass duel off. That's later on. Oh, okay. That was nice. I love it. Goes for a roundhouse, and fucking Ken dodges it. 
gets frustrated, starts throwing more kicks. Ken's dodging and bucking and weaving. We, we should have heard the voiceover, if you can dodge a basketball, you could dodge a kick. That would hurt. That would hurt. That would hurt. So that would and hurt. he's like, what the fuck, man? He's getting frustrated. And Ken does a fucking front kick to the dick. That's right. Ugh! Fucking Tom falls over. Ken realizes he's still no match for him. He got a, right. he got a kick in there. In. Yeah, he dodged everything. He's realizing, oh, shit, I did learn something. Runs just as he's running into a baseball field, by the way. And in between the school and the baseball field, there's a grass lane there where Kate happens Some to be. Headlights turn on, and Kate goes, hey, get in. I'll give you a ride. He jumps in. He's a scared shitless. He doesn't give a shit. So we're inside this car. We're going on a death ride here. And Kate is telling Ken, wow, you really got some moves kid she's just blowing that fog out well, Every- like we said she's like always scouting for new talent all right maybe she was one of duke's hoes she that's what really started we she might when she was like 12 duke founder at la cobra game guys we're sorry about they blame the me blame yeah. kinjite we're, we're sorry about that blame kinjite no, i'm not sorry i had a kinjite sighting today that i showed murray i found that fucking light fixture heck yes it was in a bedroom Fiber it was optic <laughs> fucking flowers yeah, in a it glass was, case the thing is it was exist that wasn't made for kids yeah it was next to an ornamental case on a fucking uh what do they call those mirror systems mirror uh, vanity systems. Oh, okay anyway oh so she's like kid you got some moves like i think i could do something with you i mean we do need jobbers too in our underground fire ring <laughs> You know, we yeah. had to build up our stars. Yeah, there's so much she money. She doesn't say this, but that's what she's thinking. There's so much money to be made. There's just thousands of dollars thrown around every night. Well, We're not going to get figures yet. Yeah, don't take my word for it. Let me show you. Let me show you. So they go to the Dragon Cat Let Dojo. Let me show you. So at night, me. I mean, I didn't see. Like, they have, like, literally, like, a, a horse truck. Uh, a horse race track. They have the bedding fucking. Boots, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have the multiple different like uh, uh, receptionists. They're waiting to take your bedding slips and Got everything. hot dog sales in. Get your hot dogs. Dude, the all hot dogs. You know what? I hate that you bring up hot dogs because I just had to listen to Jim Cornette's uh, um, Omaha Steaks thing. Do you ever hear somebody talk about a giant hot dog? You're like, oh, my God, I want that. Why is I haven't eaten a hot dog in years. Why is a bigger hot dog good? Like well, hot hot dogs are good the way they are. It's Freudian, okay? It's completely Freudian. They, they want a big dick in their mouth. They want a big dick in their mouth. It's all about size. Just want a normal hot dog. So she takes him there. Like you said, where we got it's like it's like fucking a sports arena. I'm surprised they're not holding up the city to pay for a new fucking dojo. We we've seen this time and time again across our movies. Because I noticed there were no uh, suites, there were no owner boxes. Yes. Good call. You see, this is what's ruining sports today. Every time I watch a football game now, they show me the owners of the teams. I don't give a fuck. I'm here to watch the sports boys. So she's like, he's like, wow, this is pretty cool. Let me break it down for you. You know how much our winners get? They get 5% of the fucking uh, the house. Oh. And if you lose, you get 2%. That doesn't seem like that much. You can make $500, young man. Try to get that on a paper route. That, well, you know what? Back in 93, Murray, 
convert that 20, wait, 30 years later. 500. Yeah, you can fucking live a year off what you can make off one flight. That was like twenty five thousand dollars. Twenty five thousand dollars. One Ex- flight, one night. That's not even an hour's worth of and work. You can fight as much as you want. That's all right. Yeah, you could probably go out there and do three matches. Yeah, this was like the early days of UFC where they had a tournament. You had to fight three times. In you one did? Night. Yeah, there was a tournament. I didn't realize that. And so, yeah, so she's like, he's like still not convinced. He's like, well, here, why don't you watch one of these fights? Yeah, just let's go watch some of these fights. They sit down in the middle of the crowd. We're looking at this audience, as we already brought up in the opening half of this episode. Diverse as fuck. Everybody. You, you got Fight the- underground. I've said this for decades. Underground fights bring people together. Exactly. Why are we banning this shit? Right. You know what? We're all we always for an underground fight ring. It's very above ground. They actually have fucking. I think uh, MGM Grand is involved with it. They have fucking sponsors. They have Atomic, whatever that is. Yes. How is this underground? Yeah, they. Everybody knows about it. There was. uh, It didn't exist at the time, but the you know Monster Energy drinks obviously didn't exist at the time. But what was around? Jolt Cola was a sponsor. Uh, you had paramedics on site yeah, got to. Oh. in uniform. Snickers was a sponsor. Snickers, of course, a sponsor. Starters was a sponsor because of their jackets and all that shit. Sportswear is huge. So, ladies and gentlemen, the main event from parts unknown. Lee. He has no other name. It's Lee. <laughs> Lee. We don't know if it's his first name, his last name. Sometimes, actually, as they introduced him, he was... The sensational Sensei Lee, and uh, oh, there was another good one that I don't remember. So sorry, everybody. So uh, see, this is why I wish we'd had our guest on because there's a there's a very professional wrestling psychology to the matches yes. in this fight, uh, it, this movie. It, it's so good, and it's everything missing from wrestling today. Because you gotta have your you got to have your uh, bad guy eat it a little. You know, he can't just come out and just destroy the guy. You got to make it think like it's either evenly matched. Right. So Lee allows, allows yeah. his jobber to roundhouse him to the face. And he just eats it and doesn't even register. It. He no-sells it. And Lee just, he he sells the fuck out of being an unsavory character, which is what no one else wants to do. He fucking, well, speaking on savory, punches the guy in the dick after eating that kick. Right. And then just fucking demolishes the guy, pummels him. But, uh, Murray, I got to say, this is what I heard. This is an AEW crowd. And so they're watching the champion. It's all about work rate. They, they're watching What did Dave Meltzer give this fight with Lee? Nine and a half stars out of five. That's almost ten stars. That's almost ten stars out of five, by the way. So it's almost a 200% excellent match. And because what what bothered me, and again, I bring this back to AW because no one can be a heel. This bad guy was doing all the bad shit, but this is his dojo. This is his hometown. So people are- Home dojo advantage, man. Yeah. It's real. So he's- Cheating his ass off, and the crowd is no holds barred, dude. No holds barred. No DQ. They said no DQ at the beginning of the well, match. Well, Murray, these people are out for 
fucking blood. Of course. And Lee is delivering. Any underground fight audience would be. Hey, dominant control is success, and he success is control, and he is successfully controlling this human being. All we needed was a woman to lick some blood off her tit, but no, this is a PG movie. This is a PG. It's it's not quite in that daddy phase of you know the underground fighting yet. That's that's Lionheart. That's the sequel. Everyone's like Lee, 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 Lee. We see this guy get stretched off by the paramedics. Ken is like Ken's like. All right, I think I'm kind of into this. Because Ken knows nothing about Lee. He doesn't know that that's Tom's fucking sensei. We see after the money and the fighting, he's a kid. He's got a lot of hormones. He's like, We know he needs money. His mom's working her pussy to the bone. As far as we know, she's working her pussy to the bone. Pussy with a bone. And uh, we just cut to Ken telling Billy, Man, I just saw the coolest thing. There's underground teenage fight rings happening down at the Dragon Lee Zone. I could make money. I We could actually fucking get the fuck out of L.A. and go back to Kansas. We could finally afford to live in Kansas again. No! Look, man. Making money as a teen fighting might be might make your, your, your bones hard, but it'll make your brain soft. I'm sorry. And he's like, hey, I got to tell you something. When I was griffing the other day in your, in your private stuff, I saw a badge. Yeah, I was a cop. Yeah. Well, why don't we bust these creeps? All of a sudden, Ken is so easily swayed. He's yeah. like, we it went was al- cool just two seconds ago. We need it. We 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 need to probably ice that cake over here, here, pal. No, we don't. Uh, Billy or no, Ken comes in all excited about the fights. Billy tells him, "Child fighting is fucking wrong," and he goes, "I know you weren't always a janitor." The emotional shift that happened. It wasn't just uh, us. Uh, it's this movie. Uh, there was a lot of like yeah bad music. Yeah, uh, the shift was jarring. It wasn't just us; uh, it's this movie as well. And so he tells him about the badge, and Billy confesses. And he's like, "Then, but then he's like, well, let's bust He accepts it. He's like, "I, I hate pigs, but you're all right. I was. You're the, one of the good ones, Billy. He, Billy Cops, con- I mean. Billy confesses. He's like, you know, I have been thinking that I should go back to the force. And I, I see no better way to get back in than bust this case. Yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you get your job back. You Isn't just, it? You just do something that's illegal to do, first of all. Yes. You're, you're doing... Yeah. yeah well, of course. We, but in the world of movies, perfectly it's a, if, Yeah. Even if you kill somebody, as long as you do it in the name of the law. And we Next know. Next day, Tom is all horned up from fucking fighting. He wants to just fuck... Uh, Kate, they're, they're, he's, he's at the dojo sparring. Kate blows a little wisp of fog. Up. He's, uh, Tom's coming in hard. Yeah, I just won my fight the other night. And he's shadow boxing and he's flexing so hard. He's got his little tank top on. His hair all over the place. Murray's loving it. He's the <laughs> only person with crazy hair that Murray's like, yes, give me more. Because did you see any hair touching those ears? Yeah, None. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. And she's like, I hope you lasted longer than you did last night. Three minutes. And that just totally throws ice water on his dick. He's back in his place. She, she put him back in his place. because he was, he was testing his limits with her. And she's like, uh-uh. I yep. run this show. And then the camera does a third zoom out, and we see that Gina's overhearing this whole Because well, she also goes, well, you didn't look so good when Ken was whooping your ass at school. That's right. So intrigue on intrigue on intrigue. Back to another montage. That's all we need. 
Nature training. So the first montage, we see him learning. Now he's gotten better. Yeah. This, this is all we need. Right. This is like the real shit. He's not scrubbing toilets anymore. He's out there. We're jack rocking it out. And Opening music you heard. Earlier, the scene, the last scene Ken was in, it was all about money. Billy's teaching about the spiritual side of martial arts. So they're doing Tai Chi. They're meditating. And as we're doing it, we're getting the back and forth where we're seeing Tom cheating by using a gym. And we see fucking... um, a fucking, uh, I think you're skipping ahead okay. for that one. You're getting a little too far. You're not reading the notes we did here. We're training in nature. We are doing the Tai Chi. Ken... Is starting to learn some tippy taps. Murray still we're we're ratcheting up the roller coaster. We're not quite on that, you know, plateau yet. We're mastering the dodgeball competition. And then we finally get into Billy investigating. We're snapped out of the montage. No, we're still in the montage. For the investigation? This is a multi-montage. We're getting a a Ken training plus Billy getting back into the cop mode at the same time. All right. So tell me more. Well, Billy is at the dojo taking pictures. We got to talk about the phone call, right? Does he make the phone call yet? No, he does not. He does this alone. He's getting the... I did you. I just went too far. Yeah. He needs some proof first. You know... Spinelli is a stickler for proof. And also, you can't trust high schoolers, so he's got to see it for himself real quick. Julie is observing, watching him get better as he's running the track. Fucking Mike is collapsing, doing his comic relief shit. And then finally, it ends with some meditation with Billy. Because Billy is like, they're out like in the desert or some shit. They are. Billy's on a rock formation and just meditating. And then Ken walks up, looks at it, and like, he's like, it's not just about kicking ass. It's about spirituality. And he sits down next to him. That's right. And And learning. Exactly. I'm glad. Oh, man. This is when Billy finally, he's got all the the proof he needs that this is an illegal fight ring. Are you ready? Do you want to be Spinelli or Billy? I don't care because I don't barely, I barely remember this. Scene. Bring, bring, bring. Okay, who am I? Hello, <laughs> Spinelli. What do you got? Oh my God, is this who I think it is? <laughs> I don't remember this fucking scene. <laughs> and scene, that was perfect. Okay. <laughs> so Billy calls out Spinelli, and he is so fucking excited to hear from his old. Friend. How's it hanging, old? Partner, hang it to the right, friend. See, he finally gets it. It's not about lynching. It's not about, it's about lynching. Your dick. It's about Dick, and his dick is rocking like docking. You know, we could use you on the force, Billy. You can come back anytime you want. He's like, I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about. In fact, it. I got I got a lead on a little uh, underground fight ring. Let me go through a little transition and back to for shadow. And we're back at the uh, so he's like yeah, Tiger so, Karate. Spinelli's like, I gotta, I gotta invest. I gotta see this first before I take it to the captain. Right. So like they go, this scene, perfect. No, it's, perfect. It's imperfect because the guys in the dojo are totally in the right. Because okay, this is what happens. They they're, they're hanging out. They're parked across the street from the dojo. A guy just and. Exit the dojo with a big fat wad of money he just won. And they just immediately attack this guy. This guy doesn't know they're cops or anything. They just slam into him. He, For all he knows, they're robbing him because he has his wad in his hand. Let's just say they're trying to do like the coy lethal weapon 
What are you doing? Billy and Spinelli are just walking up, and Billy goes, I'll just ask this guy what's going on he over here. He doesn't ask anything. He pins no, the guy against no, the fuck. No, it's their lethal weapon. We're doing this cool thing here where we know they're up to no good. The audience <laughs> knows they're up to no good. So our illegal police work here that's completely illegal is cool, actually. Well, you know why it's illegal? Because Billy's no longer a cop, so he can do it. Exactly. So, oh, so, oh, so oh, that's why it's legal. This guy... Is just getting into his car. They slam the door on him, grab the wad of fucking money he had. For all this guy knows, he's being robbed. His friends come out thinking he's being attacked by these two. They're not in uniform. Right, exactly. So they do the right thing to protect their friend. It's that bullshit thing where it's just like, oh, you didn't know I was a cop, but actually I'm a cop. So everything you did that seemed like it was in self-defense is actually wrong. You should have asked me if I was a cop. We have to tell you. That's a rule. That's a law. <laughs> yeah. That's admissible in court. Yeah. So somehow, did, did Billy train Spinelli? Because he's kicking this old fucking Italian kids beating up young guys who are trained fighters. Murray, I happen to see this movie again over Thanksgiving, and I just want to say the Puma Man action music should have been playing over. Da 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 da. Also, because this action weren't they by so the docks? I remember water being. Why was there no? I swear to God, we may have Mandela affected this into each other's brain, but for some reason, the parking lot. So you have Karate Tiger Army Dojo, a dumpster, the part. Oh, okay. The parking lot with a dumpster in it, and then a little creek, river, ravine situation going on. Why the fuck was that there? It had never been there. And suddenly it's there for this fight scene. Amazing. So uh, Billy and Spinelli beat these guys up, jump in their car, and take off. So now we see cut to Lee's office. He's watching the security camera footage of these fights. He sees, fucking recognizes Billy, and goes to his goon, a goon that you we already know that you will get to know maybe next month. You would think we've already seen this goon in this movie. No. It's a new goon to the movie, but a new goon to your heart's He's been in my heart for about a month. And you and got half it now. wrong. He's not. He does not have a switchblade. He has a butterfly Butter- knife because oh, he has to flick it around yes, like everybody I does. It, I got it wrong. Yeah, you're right. And also, the, I, the Asian guy's been in some movies. I, I'm pretty sure he was in Showdown in Little Tokyo. Yeah, Mike. I know you're listening. Yeah. We're talking about our boy here. <laughs> yes. And he's like, kill him at the school so everyone can see it. Did we announce a movie he was in? Are we going to no, do that? No, we did not. Yeah, we don't know if we're going to do it. So. I know. Are we going to announce any of the movies he's in? No, because the movie he's the only movie we know he's in is a movie we might do. Well, he was in that other one I, uh, we looked at, too. What other movie? Oh, no. I don't remember that one's called. He did some other, like... It, it seems oh, like he it was, was... Yes, he was in... Uh, no. He, I don't remember what that movie was called. No. It was boring. It was... It was not as good as I thought it was Almost as be. boring as what we're doing right now. Yeah, so we're going to move okay. on. Move on, move on, move on. Next morning, Julie tells Ken, like, look, I've been watching you. You're getting better. You're learning. What? No, she's coming in, and she's just like, you know, I wonder what you're getting up to tonight. Yeah, I'm just going to go uh, do some shit. Oh, you're going to go train with that big black man? How did you know? Well, I thought you were on the track team at first. You've been running the track so hard. But then I realized that you've been practicing martial arts with that big black man. She she did say, emphasize big. Well, she turned it to the camera, too. Black man. Man. I don't know why she did the shifty eyes when she said man, but. 
And then he's like, well, do you want to go out with me? I mean, I could. You bet. You clearly have been spying on me. You're into me, right? No. You want it? No, I'm not into you. What is that? This is the most high school relationship I've ever heard of. Griff, control is success. Success, success is, is control. control. It's all about control. And she's got she's got hands. She's got the hand. What's was Ken trying to control her before? Yes. And, and then she, he, she's got hand. Enough. And then he gave up. And so no, she's reclaiming hand. She had hand first. Ken never gave up. Never gave up. His giving up was actually trying to rope her in closer. So we can no, cause he's re- no, because he was playing hard to get. Now he's revealing he does want her. Ergo, she's oh, back in control. Yep, I get it. Nope. Yeah, power Guys, dynamics. You see the, the? Oh my god, it's amazing. Too bad this was only this only happened in high school. No, this is the rest of your life. Too bad this. Yeah, exactly what yeah. you said. This yeah. is only a ninety-minute movie, and we're going to be going on five hours for this episode because it's so fucking interesting. Back to the JoJo. The police are busting the place. There's there's a fucking because uh, they got all the evidence they needed. They get no evidence. Nothing. This place- we see people just coming in and out with money in their hand. Ergo, there must be a fight ring. Exactly. We've seen this place operating at night. There's people coming in. The light fixtures all you know up there in the ceiling and everything. I don't. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, this place is immaculate. And then suddenly the police show up for the raid. It's torn down. It's empty. The bleachers are blown up. There's a couple fucking by the dumpster out back. It's like the police are like, ew, I don't want to be here. Clearly, no high stakes fighting is happening. Thanks here. for wasting our time, Billy. I thought you were a real cop. Excuse me. Billy's not involved with this. Spinelli. Spinelli's right, taking the full yeah, brunt of this one. Yeah, he's got to take the L again. He's like, God damn it, Billy. All right, here's another great scene. All right, Tom's taking uh, Julie out to a night at the movies. Like, I think they're going to go see uh, Couch Kickboxer. Guys, if you have ever watched Seinfeld, and you know the fashion of those early seasons. Oh, my God. We got to talk about the fashion. All right, because they're, they're dressed to the nines. They're going out. This yeah. is back in the day when you were, you, wanted, you were a kid. You wanted to be an adult. You didn't want to go, I'm going to come with my best anime t-shirt. No, yeah. you were like, I want to look like adults. Because we're grown-ups. We're 16. We're going to have an adult date. I still want you to give me a handy in the theater while the movie's playing, but I'm going to dress like an adult while we do it. Tom, also, there's no such thing as Netflix and chill. You have no. to do this charade in public. Yeah. Tom is wearing... a He's learning from his master, Sensei, black turtleneck, and this crazy ass in living color neon. <laughs> a vest of many colors. Oh my god. Crazy vest. A fucking uh Dockers up to above the weight. John Claude posters are everywhere hidden in this movie. So John Julie's full blown Elaine. Yes. She's got a gigantic trench coat on. Big ponytail, big earrings. Rob, don't forget Rob, wearing a beret, beret with another turtleneck. Gina, also wearing a fucking, <laughs> she's usually wearing a hat, but she's got like a beret on too, and she's got a turtleneck. She's always got the crop top though. Classic. She's, she's really into, but she's wearing the tall pantaloons that cover her belly button. So she's like, I want drift, but I want like the weirdest mid drift. So Julie's like, Tom. I had to talk to you about something. Well, you can talk to me while you're blowing me in the back row. Because, <laughs> girl, we reserver, reserv, re, reserv, never mind. <laughs> Where you're going. And he is, she's just like, 
He just, and then he just loses his shit. She's like, I'm not going to blow you at the movie theater. You fucking cunt! What the fuck? Are you kidding me? I'm a turtleneck? I own you! I own you! We've been dating for a year. You're mine. You own me? She's not blowing him, people. She's just angry. That's fog. And she, no, she just walks out. She's like, fuck this. And then he's like, Gina! This dick ain't gonna get sucked on its own. And then she's like, yeah, whatever, boss. So they go out to go to see fucking American Karate Tiger 3 or some shit. And we cut over to Tom's house. Tom's house. God damn it, I did it again. We're going over yeah. to Ken's house. Hanging out. He's got his fucking Hang Kansas on. City Chiefs pennant on the wall. He's just laying in bed. He's got like a 1950s pinup picture on the wall. I don't know what, like, teenager kinds, would have All that. kinds of strange pinup photos and everything. <laughs> Mom comes in Friday night. My boy, what are you doing? I've been working all night. We're trying to shoot a scene in our kitchen with a big toaster, and you're here. You, in fact, if you can use the pizza prop later on for dinner, <laughs> it's a piece. It's a piece of delivery. Here's, guys, see. here's ten dollars. Uh, Go see a Star Wars. Get I don't the think fuck I've ever. Everyone says that. I don't think I've ever seen a porn where there's a pizza delivery guy. Everyone oh. acts like that's like the scene. Yeah, they, I guess that that I is something know. because yeah, that is in my mind too. The yeah. sausage pizza that is Dick's in it or something. Okay. Have but, they ever made that into the women brings the pizza and somehow are pussies involved in the pizza? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> so she's like, "Son, it's getting worse. I'm making no more. People don't want to fuck milfs now. It's not 2000 yet. American Pie hasn't come out yet. Nobody wants to fuck a woman over 30. But Mom, what am I going to do? What does that mean? Well, son, it means we're going to move again. We're going to move to New York City. We're going to have to move to New York City. <laughs> no, Marie, it's even worse. Kansas, Paradise City, still in California. Can you guess where we're going? Angel Town. <laughs> wow. Well, they can, they can afford to live in Angel Town. <laughs> they can absolutely afford to live in Angel Town. Assuming Olivia Gruner has not completely gentrified the area. So This she, is a few years earlier, I think. I or later. To, as she staggers out, gets a phone call. It's Julie. She's outside. <laughs> I love this. It's supposed to, She's supposed to be worried like she's in a seedy side of town. There's a guy who looks like a roadie for poison in the background. Darby Allen all over Total the place. Dork. And she's like, uh, uh, like she's scared. Like she's she's like she thinks she's in Angel Town. They have this lit perfectly for this scene though, because he's half in the dark. But you see that he's wearing leggings with jean shorts he's rolled up so you can see his black leggings underneath it. This is why I called him Darby Allen, because that he's doing that. that. Yeah. He's got legging black leggings uh, underneath jean shorts. He's rolled up really hard and he's smoking a cigarette. You can scary looking real scary. Yeah. Real was his bandana. What pocket was it? in? Oh my God. I did not because it was too dark. So I'm sorry, everybody. Otherwise it was was a tartan one and it was in the fucking right. Oh my God. What does that mean? Murray? He's a fucking chart charms (laughs) receiver. He's a bowl, as they call it. So are you saying that she He's a power no- bowl. If she knew her bandana coat, she would have nothing to worry about, right? Yeah. She goes, this is just a, a nice gay man who's looking for some random sex with a stranger. Right. So she's like, can you come pick me up? I'm at this really scary movie house. You're like, all right, I'll do that. Because he's in full-on friend. I want to be your friend mode. But Murray, we got bigger fish to fry. You know, a certain somebody, a certain evil character, Evilly Lee, Lee, put a hit out on Bill Lee. Right. So Do you like that, Bill Lee? Lee? 
he's cleaning up, he's mopping up the stage at the auditorium. And like, is he, is he, it's like fucking, what is this? Like nine, 10 at night? Why is he working? First of all. This is how we expect our blue-collar people to work. You got to work 34 hours a day in order to he make a living. He hears like something. So he goes down underneath the stage. He's expecting to find, of course, uh, uh, Vincent Price in his theater of blood, you know, kind right. of affair. And he's like, you know, I love, uh, I was going to say the the, the uh, <laughs> play they did. I don't remember the shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember any of it either. I'm sorry. I put us down a long road. So he, then we see the Asian guy's got a chain. The Italian guy's got a fucking butterfly the knife. Asian guy. I, he slams the chain down. I swear to God, this Asian guy was in Three Ninjas. I swear. He was. No, okay. he was. In, he was in some movies we've done. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. Because so this guy's been tormenting my childhood forever. He's up on the stage and he slams because there's like a grate and he slams his chain on the grate and yeah. then Billy turns around and switch and uh, butterfly knife guys there twirling the knife. Right. So they're going to start fighting. Billy is eluding everything. They're going up the stairs, going across the stage. And, of course, there's a big set laid out for some kind of production. Yeah, we, I mean, we ha- obviously, we had an auditorium at my school. We didn't have, like, big catwalk thing no. up at the, the top and all no. this shit. You didn't have California money. The population <laughs> at 93. And we didn't, obviously, about. we didn't have, like... TV show sets. They literally yeah. had two sets yeah, they, this, yeah. on the stage. It was supposed to be like an apartment that they had all set up. We'll get back to here, but first we cut back over to, uh, I think, Ken. Ken has finally picked up Julie. They're having a little nice fireside meetup at the beach. Oh, my God. You're quite the you're, you're quite the outdoorsman. He pulls out. He's like, hey, I found some. Where did he fucking get marshmallows from? I don't know. He keeps these in his fucking glove department or something. Glove department. <laughs> In glove compartment, <laughs> glove department. That's what I always called it. Oh my god! And she's like, <laughs> "Are you trained? Are you training because you want to fight Tom?" And he's like, "Yeah, I am, because I want to steal him, you from him." Oh yeah, you know you got a good movie when the the whole plot is based on I want to beat your boyfriend's ass. So I own, you, so I can own you. So I can own you. Yeah, that's how it works. And of course, her eyes swell up. She's like, "Really? Is that a swell in your pants, or am I just happy to see you?" Back to the auditorium. Fight is continuing. They're now they're fighting in the apartment because they make it look like for a second. Were, were you like confused? Were you like? How did they get an apartment? Because it's, it's close I, in enough. It looks like they're in a, a apartment building. I a was like, oh, we're at Billy's place now? <laughs> yeah. I literally thought this fight continued all the way to Billy's place. No. And then I realized, oh, my God, no. This yeah. is the set that was on the Probably the sets that fucking uh, uh, Ken's mom got fucked on. That was probably. <laughs> did you see there was a pizza a big, box? There was a pizza box. I saw the pizza box and I saw the toaster not plugged into anything. And I saw yeah. the same yellow chairs that were in their kitchen a few scenes ago. You're right. So Billy's finally getting the upper edge on Chain Guy. And he's right next to a window. And then fucking Butterfly Knife Guy fucking Jason's it. He goes right through the window, stabs Billy in the arm. Right. So now Billy's injured. Yeah, he's down on the ground. He sweeps a leg. He gets himself back up. He fights them both back off. I'm sorry we don't remember all the moves. You know the worst part of art, critiquing, uh, reviewing, (laughs) is action, action, despite the action podcasting. (laughs) So... uh, (laughs) 
Griff's cat just emerged from the bowels, uh, covered in fucking spider webs. He used to do this. <laughs> he used to do this so much in the early days of the podcast. If you go listen to an episode like four years ago, three or four, you might hear us talk about it. But he just did it again. All right, we got power through this. We got a whole okay, page. I'm sorry, I'm we sorry, got a whole sorry. page. All right, so Billy. Has swept a leg. He's he, recovered. He takes the knife out of his arm and slashes the stomach of the butterfly knife guy. Yeah. Getting, subduing him. Yeah. So both the goons are knocked out and Billy hobbles off. So we get to see that he is not well. but He, he just is, got stabbed in the arm. Yeah. He is leaving under his own, uh, own will, if you will. So next day at school, Ken's walking to school and Kate's waiting for him. She's like, hey. I got some friends in the porn industry. I know your mom's not cutting it. Nobody wants to fuck a woman over 30. She does the thing where she goes, hey, I hear your mom needs some money. It's dick sucking, you know? And she's like, I, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a spot. I'll, I'll let you be the, the mid-carder. I'm not going to go anywhere with you. You don't talk about my mom like that. She's a waitress at a diner that happens to serve a lot of truckers and wrestlers passing by the night. Well, I also have a lot of police friends. So if you want to try to wrap me out, I just want you to know it's not going to go very far. I'm a very powerful woman. Thank you. And if you cross me, bad things are going to happen. Thank you, Murray. And he's just like, I'm sorry. I'm not hearing this. Well, if you're not hearing it, I think you should go talk to your friend Billy, who heard a little too much of it. No! Are so you the- channeling Lou Ferrigno? Or yeah. wait, Rob Brown? Billy! Billy! Thank you, Cage 1 and 2. We did both episodes. So he goes running to the underground lair, and Billy is nowhere to be found. In fact, the whole auditorium, which is apparently his domain now... Is a uh, police taped off and vice principal vice principal is there just to ward people away from runs him. to Mike. Have you seen Billy? Who the fuck is Billy? You mean that big black guy? The guy you you've introduced with? me to and we have been friends with now for the last like thirty minutes of this movie? That's Billy. Oh, I don't see color. I don't know what you're talking about. Friend. And it just so happens that as this conversation's happening. Julie's walking by, minding her own business, as Tom arrives on school with Rob and Gina close by. Does he know about the meetup with Ken? Is that why he's pissed off at Julie? Or is he just pissed off because she didn't blow him at the movie theater the other night? Well, no, she just he just comes up. He's like, hey there, babe, what's going on? And she goes, ew, don't call me babe. In fact, don't touch me. In fact... That's also another reference to Barb Wire, another great episode we did. Don't call me babe. Don't call me babe. Thank you, Murray. Uh, yeah, she goes, don't call me babe. I'm not your property anymore. In fact, you're gross. And if you get too close, I'll have Ken kick your ass. And that's all he needed. He loses his mind, slaps the shit out of Julie. Hey, leave my girlfriend alone. We're girlfriend. You're my girlfriend, right? Right? Promise ring, bitch. You're mine. I, if I didn't know any better, I'd say this was also a prequel to uh, Undefeatable. And this is Stingray. But she's not a redhead. So so a fight is about to break out until cooler heads prevail because Rob comes in. Goes, no, no, dude. Save it for the dojo. 
Right. We uh, can make money off this fight. This yeah. is heat. Yeah. Kang comes in to play savior. Rob says no. And Gina is the one who goes, guys, settle this like men. And she calms the situation, calms it down. They're like, yeah, you know what? Friday, my dojo, 8 p.m. on the Ocho. All right, this is where we need the final Ken is finally got it montage where he's a master at everything. And we're getting that. And once again, for such an underground fight ring, I don't know why Julie makes fucking flyers for their underground illegal fight ring. She was also the one saying, Ken, don't do it. He's a murderer. I don't recognize (laughs) this man anymore. Yeah, go ahead and fight him. I'm going to print out flyers. Because you know she bet a lot of money on this fight. It's not only that, Murray. She, we've been saying that Ken is not the protagonist we want. He's kind of a shitty person. He's just weaselly. He's weaselly. Well, it turns out that Julie, pretty weaselly herself. Because she's she's into this business. There are no good people in this movie but Billy. Yeah, she's hot to fucking try. She's like, I want to see some dudes fight. She's, she's the girl that would lick the blood off her tit and then fuck yeah. one of the she fighters. Wa- she wants to see. She might be in Lionheart. Sorry, I saw those knocking around. It just annoyed me. Uh, she might be that chick. She's really into the blood sport of this whole interaction. So she wants a new guy to overtop her old guy. So. Ken maybe has maybe a, she's annoyed with all the hair. Ken, well, I would. Ken has, well, Ken is weak. <laughs> gotcha. Weak to to get in master form. So he, and this and this week we see that not only is he a master, the student becomes the master because now he's teaching Mike yeah. how to fight. Right. We had to do something throughout this because Billy's not around. So Mike is like, oh, he's like falling down. We're getting nice comic relief. He's holding Julie's hand. They're having a great time. Love is in the air. Tom, this, another great scene. This, this is a movie full of great scenes. Yes. Tom losing his fucking mind. He just lost his girl to a Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby. And he is pummeling the shit out of Rob. Rob's like, hey, what the fuck, man? We're friends. Fuck you. Rips off his fucking headpiece. Hair. This is hair acting. We talk about eye acting. We talk about hand acting. I think we just discovered hair acting, Griff. Because his hair is just disheveled. It's a mess. He looks like Robert Smith from The Cure. It's fucking amazing. It is incredible. It emotes so much. You're right. It is perfect. This is a great scene. And then, that's it. That's all the training time we get. There's only a few days here in this week, so we're cutting right to the big fight. Friday, 8 o'clock. We're down in the locker room. No Billy to be seen. So Mike has to come in to console Ken and comfort him and cheer him up. Mike, wearing a kimono and a headband. (laughs) He's really, you know, they... He's very culture appropriating here. Well, at least he's not wearing, like, the Asian eyeglasses because we know he's a big fan of eyewear. Yeah, so he's got to hype up Ken. And he's using all the old... He's griffing them up. He can't get them right. You just got to, like, fly like a butter sting bee float. Like a mo. Whatever, man. I got a lot of money on this fucking fight. So win. You better fucking win. I swear to God. All right. Wait, wait. So Ken's heading to the ring, and now Julie doesn't want him to fight? Julie, again, her character is the most uh, 
untrustworthy character. Manipulative. Yeah. Manipulative character I've ever seen. Because she floats like a butterfly in between fight for me, don't fight for me. And she's back on don't fight for me, she, you're going to die. Well, because she sees how she sees she's familiar with Tom's hair, hair you know, situation. She sees that's like, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. That might be it. Yeah. It also might be. She's trying to play victim here, so if he does get murdered, she can say, I told him not to. Everybody heard me. And she can go back to Tom. Mike Mike heard me say it. And then she can go back to Tom because she I she's a very complex character. People watch this movie. She's a very complex character. Tom enters. He's got the JCVD gear from Bloodsport. Did you notice that? Well he had pants though. He didn't have shorts. He yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. They weren't they weren't the shorts, but they were the pants with the big Gold yellow sash, sash yeah. which is very akin to Bloodsport. Ken, true to his blue-collar work ethic, sweatpants. He looks like a janitor. Yeah. He looks like a janitor. Well, that's, he's looking like his sensei. That's what he trained in. And so Mike tells Julie that, oh, man. Because she's like, oh, my God, he's going to die. He's like, don't worry. I called the cops. They should be here at 8. Or maybe it was nine. I don't fucking remember. I just want to see some blood. Match starts. Ken staying light, dodging See, everything. this is where I'm kind of bummed out we didn't have our guest. Because this is a classic wrestling psychology match. It is. We get our heat spot. We get our comeback. Explain it, Griff. So, we get Ken. He's eluding. He's dodging. We got all the heat. Uh, you know, we got our, our protagonist... Alluding. You always got to have the baby face come out strong at the beginning. Right. And we couldn't have him come out just landing blow after blow after blow. But his success comes in him eluding everything, making our champion, you know, the, 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 the guy who's been training and fighting in this for the longest time, Tom, look like a fool. Right. And Tom looks like a fool. And Tom knows how to wear it on not only his face, Murray, but his hair. Right. And his hair is a fool right now. It's straight up Bill Murray Kingpins. Right, exactly. Yeah. So he's a mess, and everybody is just getting in on it. And they're finally, we've heard this fight scene before where people go with Tom, they go with Lee. But the first time they realize, like, no, Ken is a true babyface, and we love right. him. White meat babyface. He's a white meat babyface. Thank you for really getting down into the fucking territories. And there. then he lands the first blow. Right, because. Ken comes hard. Ken, I did it. Tom comes hard and starts landing some kicks and says, fucking fight back, bro. And so Ken dodges a couple more kicks, blocks a couple, and lands a dick shot. Was it not a dick shot? I think it was. I swear to God, he fended off a kick and punched Tom right in the dick. But this is where we get our heat spot. This is where our, ba our bad guys got to get some heat on by taking over the fight. But we need to mention that dick spot landing, crowd in a frenzy. They're right. all on board the Tom ship. Which is why we need our heat spot. K Ken ship. Excuse me. I said Tom. <laughs> They're all over Ken, not Tom. So then the fucking keel needs to take over yes. with a heat spot. So he takes over and starts beating the fuck out of our baby face. He thrives on the booze he loves the booze he can't wait that's his home life his mom getting drunk and beating his dad and they're yelling boo at each other so he's thriving on so this. we we need we need a little hope spot now griff because he's getting pummeled 
we we need our baby face. So he make he lands a shot on Tom. And we're like, oh my God, here's the comeback. But no, Tom has to get his heat back. So he takes he destroys that hope spot and takes right. over again. Right. We get a moment there where he's standing over and he said, Get up, little book. Get up. Come on, fuck me up, Ken. Take my girl, Ken. And he 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 tries to land a little leg sweep and everything, but no. Tom takes we, back there's over. a very important scene we forgot to mention because Kate is watching. Lee comes out to watch his boy fight. And this had to have been an improv improvisation by Patrick Kilpatrick. He grabs Kate's hair and pulls it off her shoulders. Oh, <laughs> she goes, my what? Lord. See, we have not done Lee enough justice because there is enough scenes where he's subtly involved. What? Because Lee reads hair too, Griff. Yeah. He sees the master work that the actor playing Tom does, and he's like, I got to do a little oh, hair acting on my own. Oh, my he God. Remember, Lee doesn't have hair. He's got fucking short-ass hair. Right, you're right. It's it's a, it's a shaved to his head, basically. Holy shit, you're right. He is hair acting without <laughs> hair, and that is... The, right. he, that is he is using another actor to hair act. That is Billy Drago hand acting <laughs> on top of hair act. Oh, right. my God. This is next... Level. So this he, is yeah. why you come to Golden Globus <laughs> Theater. This is the intrigue you need. He pulls the hair off her shoulder, and you can tell it's an improvisation because the actress for a second is like, what the fuck's going Dude. on? But then she goes with it. I'll go ahead. I, I'm going to let you know now. I'll download this. I'll, I'll send you over a gift to put up there because this, this is heel scene all over. I could not believe that scene. Everything about it is powerful. I love it. It should be he, should be up on the Twitter. He we always because she's always throughout the movie been like I run things. Success is my control, and he seizes the control from her right. simply by just pulling her hair off her shoulders. Yeah, and just kind of oozing over her and her look. It's not one of like distaste. It's kind of like power struggle, and she turns and looks at him. It's just the. Struggle. So there's actually two fights happening at the same time. It's amazing. One is psychological, one is physical. Right. It's amazing. It's amazing. All right. So now Tom is still getting the heat. He's pummeling the fuck. It's like, oh my God, this babyface is not going to win. Ken's going to lose. Right. He's being thrown into barrier after barrier. Griff's in the background in his fringe jacket with his <laughs> fucking $38 that he bet on, you know, one side. Oh my God, do it. Please. I need this. Lee Boston. Kill him, my boy! Destroy him! And, of course, that's going to be music to Tom's ears, so he's just like, yes! He's finally getting that. the love from his father, his surrogate father, that surrogate he never father. had. Yeah, that's his right. dad left him. He would love a cuck situation. His dad? Spinelli. Spinelli? Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God, that would be the greatest <laughs> fucking... Oh, my God, full circle. Yeah. If we did the director's cut, that's what we would have. Why? Mom was a prostitute. Forced to fuck Spinelli so she wouldn't get arrested. Holy shit. So uh, prostitution <laughs> is like the fucking... That's what, that's what they don't realize. The commonality between Ken and Tom. Both of their moms are in the sex industry. Right. If they talked it all out, they'd be yeah. like, oh my God. It's we so have much in common. So much in common. All of our frustrations, all of our <laughs> angers, everything is in common. And it all comes from the right. same fucking... Wow, Murray. <laughs> this movie is so deep. You right. can fucking, oh my God. I think these movies are dumb. But A sycamore not. could grow in these fucking roots. Uh, the soil? <laughs> this 
crumb. Anyways, this fertile soil that this, we're laying this down. This beautiful metaphor we're building here Sowing is amazing. those seeds. I, it's a shame that everybody has. You're reaping two, the benefits. Everybody is. You're two, reaping the fruits of the seeds we are sowing. Everybody has either put it on four times speed at this point <laughs> or stopped listening. I, I definitely know Aubrey's on ten times speed. <laughs> All right, it's yeah. up. Yeah. It's like, guys, you lost me at, <laughs> at, at hair acting yeah. eight hours ago. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. All right, so all is all hope is lost, right? Tom's going to win it, right? Right. Uh, Ken is on the ground. He's bleeding everywhere profusely. And then all of a sudden, like Don't. the like the Red Don't. Sea, the crowd Don't. parts. Don't. We just see Don't. a golden god Don't. all in denim. It's Billy. Billy! And he just gives a thumbs up to Ken, and that's all he needed. Is this the needed. original Orange Cassidy? What the yeah. fuck is this, Billy? A little bit more, like you can do it. You can yell out, "Hey, you, wait, wait, wait!" We never came up with a fucking encouraging line together. Unlike Lee's, destroy him, my boy. He's got Billy's got nothing. That's the that's his uh, fault in training. That's why Billy Blanks didn't have a huge career. That's why Billy blanked. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So Ken hulks up. That was all he needed was that thumbs up from his sensei. He goes full Hulk Hogan. He goes full <laughs> fucking uh, uh, goddamn uh, uh, Jerry the King Lawler. He goes full Lawler and takes a strap off. No, no, no. Rips his shirt off. Fucking abs for days. Jesus Christ. We he didn't does. know he, what he was hiding behind those pillowy fucking shirts. The pillowy 90s outfits work so well because Ken is ripped as Fuck. Can't, Julie has an orgasm just seeing the abs. Well, yeah, she's been waiting for this moment pretty much all of her life. Sorry, Phil Collins. As uh, Griff so aptly put it, the audience goes into a Kenzie. Yeah, uh, yeah. See that, guys? It's like a play on the word frenzy. Ken, 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 Ken. Now it's your turn, needle dick. Yeah. And he does fucking roundhouse upon roundhouse upon roundhouse. Fucking destroys Ken, and he is the winner. I swear they did some of these like shot by shot, like a blood sport or something. Because we, like we said, we have seen action posters. They have made a nod to Karate Kid. I swear they did some of these shots to pay homage to those movies. Well, there was no crane kick. There's a lot of roundhouse. Oh no, I know there yeah. wasn't a crane kick, but the roundhouses, like I said, reminded me. Well, of, that's like, the a ultimate blood sport. fucking yeah finishing moves. A roundhouse. It looks pretty. Yeah. And you can do nine shots of it, and they all look right. good. Yeah. All right. All right. It's over, right? Our hero won. No, because we still got to deal with Lee, and Lee will not be disgraced in his dojo. So he just comes out and just cheap shots Ken. Kidney punches. Pummel in the fuck. You mentioned Ken was crowned the winner, right? Yeah. Okay. He wins. I'm sorry. We're, we're at the closing moments, everybody. So now we have to have Master versus Master, because Billy's not going to allow his, his fucking... Master? Master? Master of Puppets? There's no Master of Puppets. I'm sorry. No. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. We're trying to... I'm trying to... I, I know. I know. Billy enters the ring for the final fight between the ultimate heel versus the ultimate baby face. Right. Because he... Yeah. Because Lee comes in and just starts pummeling everybody. Right. He's fucking hitting on Ken. Yeah. He He's beats hit- the fuck out of Tom. Yeah. He even hits the much the like Tom. the fucking end of uh, Karate Kid, where Cobra Kai Master beats up Johnny. At least we had it in this movie where he said, "You disgrace me again, and I'm gonna fucking kill you." 
Right. And he, he, comes, did war, he did warn him. Yeah, he did. You. And he comes right out there in front of everybody and starts pummeling Tom. For I think losing. he doesn't even punch Rob. Like, Rob's like, what the fuck, man? And he, like, punches Rob or something like that. I think, yeah, I think Rob came back to stop him and yeah. at least Lee shoved him away. He was yeah. aggressive with Rob, too, but yeah, right. I don't remember. So, yeah, Lee is going nuts on everybody, and Billy steps in. Step away from the kids. Dun, dun, dun. Big showdown. Step away from the kids. That's his line. This is why Billy Blanks never achieved fucking yeah, Billy, that level. Billy was not ever given like a line, like a one-liner that worked or anything because he could have been decent. He could have had some good B-level moments, but he's down to C-level because of he has no fucking... Ugh. So fucking uh, Billy's kind of controlling the fight at the beginning. Right. Once again... This is wrestling psychology 101. Babyface always starts out strong. Right. And then you have to have the fucking get the heat. Yep. Get the we, heat on. What have we seen throughout this whole movie? Lee is a fucking dominator. He's going to beat ass, take names. He'll do whatever it takes to win. Chew bubble gum. He'll do anything. He'll kick you in the dick a million times. And so we're seeing that Billy has the gumption to go up against him. And he's right. he's holding his own. So everyone's getting behind Billy. They don't even know his name, but they're chanting Billy somehow. And this, he looks like think, a Billy. Think about that. He looks yeah. like a Billy. He That's why like he always Billy. plays Billy. Yeah. Until Lee gets the fucking control of the heat by kicking him in the dick. Billy falls down. And this scene, you, couldn't, you can never get away with this today in, in movies or wrestling. But this is a move... Rowdy, Rowdy Roddy Piper would do. Yes. This is ultimate heat. Ultimate. You have a black man lying down in front yes. of you, and the white villain pulls off his belt and starts whipping him. Yes. And that, and that insult to injury, he starts strangling him with the fucking now, belt. Now, Murray, let's give our audience credit. Did you notice their reaction to it? They hated it. They hated it. They booed Lee, who we've seen do cheap shots before, and they cheered for him. They wanted the blood. He went too far. But they got a real baby face. They got two real baby faces tonight, and they cheered for both of them. And so now that Lee is choking out and whipping their new favorite baby face. And then, and then I'm not going to let you hurt any more kids. That's his fucking line. That's what. This is why Billy Blanks just got stuck in fucking straight to video hell. Exactly. That's a horrible line. He turns it around. He comes back. He's getting all the kicks landed. He rips his shirt off. We see that he has some impressive uh, abs as well. Lands some kick. Does a jump kick. Nice continuity. Nice nod in the continuity. He had a bandage around his bicep Thank where he got you. stabbed. Yeah, where he got stabbed the day before. It's all or a week, week before, before yeah. yeah. It's all going to plan, and everybody's. It's just a repeat of the first off. fight. He does does roundhouses again. He defeats yeah. Lee with roundhouses. It, it's pretty flat, but it's yeah. good, and it works. And everybody starts chill. You did it, Billy. You did it. No, you did it. Ten. Cops arrive finally because it's eight o'clock. He or did, nine Mike, o'clock. Mike did go. Well, yeah, they well the cops arrive fashionably late because they yeah. don't want to seem like nerds. So they yeah. show up at nine thirty. There we go. And they just arrest everybody. 
And we're getting quick closure on all of our characters. So there's a moment where Kate's trying to escape, but Mike stops her. He just like face palms her. He face palms her and she goes down. High faces her. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, do we want our hero beating a woman up? First of all, is he, he a hero? Mike? Mike? We're supposed to be. We're supposed to be on his side. He's a fucking G E E K geek. I don't give a fuck what he does. He is a pencil neck geek. He's a bald oh, geek. geek. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Kate gets knocked out by a man. That's. I guess that's funny. Yeah. Tom. This now. This I like this because this, Tom goes. That we're waiting for. You like, alluded to this before, yeah. and it is one hundred percent a great fucking True climax. character. Yes. Because we're because Tom comes up to Ken, and then does Ken he puts his hand. He, Tom, puts, Tom puts his Tom hand. Tom extends his hand to Ken, and we have that long hanging moment. Like, oh my god, I much, shake hands. Much like in Karate Kid, where Johnny was like, "You deserved it, man!" Like, yeah. and gives him his props. Think about it. We got we got Ken, and then hanging on him is Julie, and then on right. the other side is this Billy. guy's been ultimate humiliation. Yeah. He lost his girl. He got his ass beat. By a geek and by his fucking only guy who's the father figure to him. Right, the janitor. So they're all there. The girlfriend who dumped him, the guy you beat him up, and the other guy you beat him up. And they're all clasped over him. He still extends his hand. And you're like, oh, wow, they're going to shake hands. Yeah, he's finally got humbled. He's like, yeah, I don't think so. Pulls his hand away. Slaps Ken <laughs> in the chest, like playfully. Oh, yeah. And he says, I'm like, he's like, you did a good job. You he, beat me. Yeah, he says, like, good fight, man. But this ain't over. And then he turns and shakes Billy's hand. And he says, I'll talk to you later, Julie. Oh, my God. If only he did the <laughs> finger flick at her. I would be like, oh, my God. I want a sequel right now. But he didn't. Spinelli comes in. He's like, hey, Billy, you know, I know you're too much of a pussy to do police work. But we have been looking for some self somebody to teach some self-defense classes. Right. And, and Billy's like, hey, yeah. And that could be kind of cool. And then after Spinelli splits, Rob and Gina and all the fucking, you know, hard-ass teenagers at school come over and go, hey, man, now that now that Lee's not going to be teaching us anymore, we need a new kung fu teacher. Would you like to be our kung fu teacher? Great. Yes. That sounds good. So we're pretty much at the conclusion, but there's one character I feel like we forgot. <laughs> I don't think so. That got so Ken's mom still has not been offered a job. Is Ken gonna move away? Is he going to Angeltown? Billy's gonna marry Ken's mom. And she'll, <laughs> and she'll no longer have to do porn ever again. That would make sense. I wish there was that connection somewhere. Well, here's the finale. Ken finally gets that kiss on Julie, and then Mike just pops up in between them. Thrupple anyone? Man. <laughs> Cut to credits. God damn. I'm sorry, guys. It's such a long one. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of bummed we didn't have our guests. At the same time, I'm glad because we'd be in hour five. Yeah. Hour five? Three hour five? We No, because we're doing, what is this? This is going to be a three hour one, right? It, no, it's under, but it's close. Yeah. So we'd be at we'd be doing five hours if we had our guest on. That's so maybe right. it was a blessing in disguise. It might have been because this is seriously when you see one of our episodes go over two and a half hours, it's probably a movie worth seeing just because there's too much to talk about. Well, obviously, and yeah. this movie, it's it's up there. You need to see it. Yeah, these are these are some crazy fucking acts, martial arts movies. 
it entertains you in so many ways. The fashion, the 90s, the just action you couldn't get away with, the storylines you couldn't get away with, the character developments you couldn't get away It's It's a relic. You know, speaking of martial arts movies, Griff, next week, believe it or not, it's our Christmas episode. Oh, my God. Really? And Griff, what is ho, ho, ho backwards? Oh, oh, oh. As in... Ricky O. Oh. The story of Ricky. Oh. Hey, you know us. You know we always do a family-friendly movie always. for our Christmas episodes. And I don't think it gets any more family-friendly than the story of Ricky O. I got to tell you, Murray, I just learned this. Yeah? This is a fucking Criterion Collection movie. Of course it is. We only do Criterion. We only make Criterion movies. <laughs> if they're not already picked up by Criterion, they're picked up by they Vinegar, actually consult us. Vinegar Syndrome. I I'm just waiting for Vin, or Criterion to to you know get us in there for an interview. I'm excited about this movie. I haven't seen it in like 20 years. I this movie, I have it on VHS. That's how long amazing. back it goes. I saw it on a VHS tape for the first time at 14, and I had to close my eyes for a lot of it. I was not ready for the level of gore. It it, it yeah. Well, this, like you said, this is for the family. Yeah. <laughs> so get your kids, everybody, gather <laughs> around for Christmas, and here's your Christmas present. Ricky O, the story of Ricky. It will probably be under three hours. <laughs> probably. I don't know how a Ricky O episode could be over three hours. I don't know. I don't. I. I just. I just have images. I don't remember. I remember the stories in prison. That's all I, I know. Yeah, I remember a lot of punching, and that's about it. There's not a lot of plot. There's not a lot of fashion. So I think. Good. I think we'll be able to do this one under two hours. Famous last words. I'm sorry, everybody. So see you next week, and keep it wool.